You know, experience those 350 episodes would give us as I fumble through everything, especially in this first section. But I do have to tell everybody that right now they don't understand how I am grappling and fighting with this recording system that we go through. And it's driving me insane. It really is. We end up where we ended up having our pop culture podcast on the Patreon. Ended up that froze up, had some issues, Eric. I just, what the heck? I'm I'm in a bad mode right now. Hopefully these books, and I mean books as in two that we're talking about tonight, end up getting me a little bit on the cheery side. But before we go into those and some other things, some surprises, Eric, one more surprising than the next, I want to tell everybody that you can find us on Twitter at Weird Science DC Comics, Weird Science DC, right? I told you. I'm going to fumble through this. I have too many freaking Twitters that I go through. So uh, including burner accounts, weird science DC that you can go and follow us and we'll follow you back. Maybe there is some other account that has that other thing. They'll follow you back too. Probably. I don't know. Probably Most not. people seem to be jerks though, right? They don't <laughs> follow back. Me and uh, Luke have our manga podcast and we end up starting. I have this Twitter. And I end up following all these other podcasts. I'm like, oh, this will be cool. You know, it's it's a community, Eric. Everybody loves each other. Ooh, they didn't like us. Nobody followed back. You know what? The only one who followed back, Chip Zdarsky and his manga splaining. And I thought that's pretty cool. That's a Holy pretty shit, cool tell deal. Holy shit, you're telling me that Chip has a manga splaining podcast. Yes, he does. Why is anybody listening to you guys that have <laughs> Chip's out there doing it right? I don't know. I don't know if he's doing it right. He might be doing it left, Eric. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, there's enough room for more than one podcast in your life, Eric. You listen to us, which you don't, and you no. listen to, like, Australian true crime, it's and true. then you listen to American true crime, and you listen to I got the to true crimes, this. I got the ghost huntings, I got the UFO yeah. huntings, I got the history I'm UFO I'm not hearing huntings. anything about comics in this year. Uh, I spend all week talking about comics. I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. I don't need to listen oh, to other people get it wrong. Listen to you. That might be just as good as you've read comics most of your life. You know what's going on, does you? I thought you were going to make the joke. I do listen to comic podcasts, Bill Burr's podcast, right? That would be the comic podcast. <laughs> so you end up with all of that, but I don't even know where we are. Go to our website, Eric, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can get written reviews of the two books that we're going to talk about tonight as well as go over to our patreon to double your pleasure look they can also go over there and here see the other two reviews that were on the patreon That's spotlight true. and the stuff that we're not going to be talking about and people who may possibly like to hear things eric they can go over to the patreon patreon.com slash weird science double your pleasure with two books picked by the bad asses of the get fresh crew beep boop, boop, boop. and they ended up picking the joker and superman and those are two pretty big books they're pretty big you end up 
Philip Kennedy Johnson starting up his regular seems, run, right? Everything seems like a pretty big book this week in yeah, my mind. From the idea of, you know, the new run of Wonder Woman, Batman Urban Legend, new anthology series, the new Superman, and the Joker ongoing series. Number one, like, yeah, right. these are all pretty much books I'd want to grab. I agree, Eric. And maybe I there's agree. the Green Lantern number 12 and a Rorschach and or something. Who cares about that shit, though? And those you strangle out and then throw in a carpet, roll up the rug and throw it in the dam, right? That's what I do. And with that, too, I think that Poor why Tanya. I think that I, who's Tanya? I, oh. I end up with all this where it is the big thing. Like, oh my god, I'm I'm excited about the books now. And you even said you're starting to look forward to these books and everything coming out, whatnot. It's I think because we're only getting a couple. I actually, it's not good for the podcast to just have four books come out, four main books. But boy, it's good nice. It's nice to the reading Jim here, who who ends up liking all of them for the most part. And then actually doesn't I didn't have enough to like get me down. So I think that that's something that I do enjoy, but it's going to change back in April. It seems like we'll get more and more books each week. But yeah, we ended up saying go to the Patreon to finish up all that. Get four books for the week. Then you double it up. But we want to give a bit of a shout out and a roll call to the bad asses. Here it is. The roll call. Eric. Smoke it up, Johnny. We start with Josh Murray no. from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor. I'm going to take this easy today. I think I got it. D-Man 3000, All New today. Dave, Lady Abby, Cisco, Matches Balone, Niels T. Ward, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you. Michael G. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller Mark Jager, Eric G., Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, Bill Abeer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship. Manship was talking to me this week about being duped by every book that comes out. Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double Aaron. Shout out to Reggie as the all-time badass. And Eric, Reggie. let's dance now. Hey, ho, what you go, right? You got that, Eric? That's how you dance? That's you just say, hey, ho, how you go? Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, <laughs> me and Wrong Turn have a great no time. You could just see him, hey, ho, I'm here. That would be him, Eric. I'd like to imagine he dances like some of the peanuts in the peanut gang. He might. It'd probably Pigpen. A big dust cloud and a prayer going when he's doing that, Eric. But dust cloud yeah, and a prayer. A dust cloud Isn't that and a Bon Jovi prayer. song. It is, uh, but they don't play that in Buffalo. Brandon will tell you. Bon Jovi is banned from Buffalo because he said bad things about that armpit of a city. <laughs> That's said he, he was I, just speaking the truth. Is where I, he was I going. think that we're both banned now from Buffalo. But I don't plan to get a visa and go to Canada anytime soon. So there you go. So I get really pissed off at Bill Burr in Philadelphia. No, Bill Burr was right. Yeah, he is. And we're from the Philadelphia area. We could say he was definitely right. And I, I listen to that. The problem is, is that I think that most Philadelphians would not have been pissed by that anyway, because that's kind of the hobby of people in Philadelphia bashing Philadelphia. And though he is an outsider, he kind of seems like one of us a bit, right? An angry man is what he goes. I mean, he, he might be from Boston area, but 
He seems to be Philadelphia at heart, so I did not mind. South Boston, South Philly, what's the difference? (laughs) Really? Only miles, Eric. That's the only difference of those two. But I was walking through Walmart last week. I just got down out of the self-checkout. I was walking down the way trying to get to the exit. And in front of me was a dude in a little scooter, one of those like Walmart rascals oh, going yeah, around. Yeah, the and he is wearing, and this is what it was still kind a of pulled out, but he is wearing a tank top and mm. shorts on, a hat, and he is yelling at people as he drives down at the different, like the different cashiers and stuff like that. And he turns around and sees me walk by. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huff from South Philly. We don't do that over there. I'm like, why? Walk? <laughs> Obviously, you're the rascal. Yeah, really. He's like, yeah, yeah. We like to go on the rascals. <laughs> And he just kept yelling as I pass him then to get to the ATM before I get to the exit. And he just kept yelling as he's making his way back up to me. I'm from South Philly. Like that's all he was saying. Like, that's great, Go home. Buddy. Yeah, really? Why are you here? Uh, did he look like Big Ed from Single Life, Eric? Is that possible? I know no. this now because – He actually kind of looked like Wrong Turn's dad. Oh, really? Eh, that's not that funny. <laughs> it's just funny what he did. I've been watching Single Life or whatever the fuck that's called. Tanya's been making me watch that a bit. So uh, I know all about Big Ed, though. He's in trouble, Eric. He's in trouble with the wall. But we're going to go off now because we only have two books. uh, It's probably going to be a shorter podcast. But before we get to those books, Eric, as you know, we first go to the news. You like that, Eric? Uh, Eric said that he he didn't like all the songs. There was too many songs. So here we go. We have two news items we'll talk about. One. Pretty cool. One, eh, maybe not so. We'll start with that. Eh, maybe not so. We have right. Bendis and Malieve's event, Leviathan Checkmate is back after God a year plus postponement, <laughs> Eric. Uh, after announcing its indefinite delay. I kept delay. seeing stuff online with pictures having to deal with what that was. And I'm like sitting to myself, this this doesn't mean it has to be back. My mind, like, I'm almost like out here hoping and <laughs> yeah. praying that the devil doesn't make its way back into my life. Yes. But apparently it's back. So what so you were saying, my- you were seeing things and you were hoping that when somebody sees like, oh, my God, David Hasselhoff's trending. I hope he's not dead. But you're afraid yeah. to click. You're afraid to get uh, the thing is, I'm seeing pictures of like, oh my God, I hope Checkmate yeah, is dead. Checkmate. Did, Still dead because you, sometimes dead is better. Did you see my tweet that I had? Newsarama announced this and, and basically, Eric, GIF, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> That's what I put because people were like, I saw all these people <laughs> like, yeah, this is awesome. Finally. Yeah, the book I've been waiting for. <laughs> like, really? I think we found the three people. Like, the book oh my I was God. hoping to keep waiting for. Are you and happy? Only or, wait for. Are you happy? Do you have a smile that I did put the GIF for sometimes dead? I'm always happy. That's <laughs> <laughs> always the fun thing. Uh, but after announcing the indefinite delay in June of 2020, DC <laughs> appears to have placed Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Malise's event Leviathan checkmate. It's like a goddamn slasher movie yeah. here villain where he's always going to come back like you know yep. it's like the book is indefinitely gone it's back now it's for back. a few days to thrill it's gonna thrill checkmate six issue limited series on the schedule for june 2021 we're waiting for the solicitors not to it. come out for june <laughs> really I- i'm not even gonna acknowledge it that's what i'm saying I- that thing does not even exist in my mind but you end up where we're waiting for the solicitors and too. dc keeps you know they keep leaking things and it does make the solicits not as exciting at one point me and you would wait with bated breath for those solicits but you get almost all the big things before now with this it's funny because i'm sitting there okay event leviathan checkmate i mean anybody remember leviathan i mean that's really an odd thing to come after like, and the thing death is, metal and all the things time, going on i thought it you really could just seems it. that that now that Leviathan has gone away for so long, all the organizations in the DC universe have time to regroup and rebuild yeah. and are back in business. I'm like, 
Is he just going to go after those again and try to shake those down rebuild. and like maintain his momentum next time? I was hoping us seeing Amanda Waller and all that was just kind of the, you know, some things didn't make it back after the death metal. And one of them was <laughs> oh, Leviathan. No, because Leviathan, Leviathan oh, no. as, as much as Brian Michael Bendis wanted to push that it was the biggest thing of all time, I haven't seen no mention of that lately. And this is something where it's going to feel real silly when it ends up coming back. The idea that that floating freaking island thing nobody's checking into or whatnot yeah uh you end up having this the series seems to have been rechristened as just checkmate okay eric event leviathan out of it maybe we'll just get a true you know checkmate book right this is what i'm I, thinking I, I, and I'm, I was never a big checkmate fan to begin with and one of the things true, they did when, yeah, when leviathan came back is that they actually made toy man actually it wasn't when Leviathan came back. It was when Clark Kent revealed his identity to the world. One of the things that Bendis wanted did says that Toy Man's there. Like, uh, well, um, I can't think of his name. Uh, Weston Shot, I think it is. Okay. But he uh, is now a part of Checkmate for whatever reason. I always loved him as a villain. Winslow Shot, that's what it is. Okay. But I always loved him as a villain. We hadn't get shit of him for so many years now. I'm like, oh, my God, here's Toy Man. He's going to go off and not do Toy Man things over here at Checkmate, and I don't care well, for Checkmate. I'm I mean, like, this is the worst of two worlds to me. That does kind of go with the premise that Checkmate are the greatest detectives in the DC universe, right? Toy Man. You end up, though, saying, like I said, it's just called Checkmate now. So, okay, maybe this is the thing. Maybe with Death Metal, maybe with the timeline opening up, whatever, the idea that they were getting that checkmate together still exists, but it gets twisted and turns around, right? And there's no lip. Now, they are the super spies of the DC universe uniting to take down Leviathan, Eric, to take him down. Time. Yeah, really. What, what is he doing since then? It, it feels like like the Joker in the suburbs just watching TV. Uh, and now all of a sudden, oh, whoa, cramp, it's 1230. I got to go do Leviathan things. Checkmate was originally scheduled for an April 2020 debut. And then later rescheduled for June of that year and then just postponed altogether. The first scheduling delay was almost certainly from COVID-19. And at the time, DC announced his eventual postponement was to, quote, align with upcoming DC Universe storylines, which in retrospect is likely the DC Universe altering events of Dark Knight's death metal and or Infinite Frontier and or Bendis taking over the Justice League in March. So they have a lot of things going on. Now, one of the big things that is changed and that you have to change Talia can't be in it anymore. She's part of the totality. So they took her off the cover and seemingly she will be written out of that book and not involved. And as per death metal number seven, Talia is a member of the totality, a super team of heroes and villains that is described as a shield protecting our world from future threats, manned by its greatest minds. Take that future threat. Almost feels like the non-detective version of checkmate. It really feels like that's like the universe. Bendis is. Where's Tiger at? Who knows, Eric? I, yeah, really. Where's all that going on? I think Dick he might Grayson, have died. Like looks, and he's like, "That ain't nothing like the checkmate I was involved with." Look at that bullshit spiral. Uh, are you involved, Eric? Are you going to be involved in any of this book? Uh, we'll I probably said be, not it. We'll be talking about it probably on the podcast at least a couple epi- you is know, issues and stuff. No, it's a six issue. So is we'll it a one see. Shot? <laughs> it is for us. Uh, I don't know who will be reviewing it, but I'm not it as well. The next one, though, I might be. Green Arrow celebrates 80 years with 100-page Super Spectacular. Now, there is a bit of this news item here that it makes me scratch my head, Eric. It's, it's like things, things that make you go, hmm, 
by CNC Music Factory, a bidder. DC oh. is marking the 80th anniversary of Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, with a 100-page giant one-shot anthology that brings together characters and creators from throughout Green Arrow's history. 100 pages. Oliver Queen hasn't had a starring role since his last title ended with number 50 in 2019, but now DC is putting him back in the spotlight for this landmark anniversary, and also he's in Checkmate, which arrives at the same time as DC's Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary 100-Page Spectacular. Didn't we have that already? I thought we had this already. Nope, we're getting it again. Combining an all-star lineup. Yeah, combining an all-star lineup. But we did have whatever that was, the DC Wonder Woman deal, was because that was one of the parts of the starts of the generations when you ended up having Wonder Woman stories. Wasn't that just Wonder Woman 750? Maybe that was just the 750, but that seemed like that was like a big spectacular as well. So. Kind of feels like issue, double Jim. dipping. Feels like double dipping. But Green Arrow storytelling legends such as Mike Grell, Jeff Lemire, Phil Hester, Otto Schmidt, Ben Hester, Tom Taylor, and Devin Grayson. It's funny that Tom Taylor, it's from the Injustice deal and he killed him. And Devin Grayson, alongside new Green Arrow contributors, including Stephanie Phillips. Everything's coming up Stephanie Phillips nowadays, Eric. Mariko Tamaki, Ram V, Vita Ayala, Nicholas Scott. Chris Mitten, Laura Braga, Max Fuimiara, Brandon Thomas, and others to pay homage not just to the battling bowman, but Ollie's partner in crime fighting, Black Canary. Oh, Roy. Are you going to sit back? Connor Hawk. All right. Arsenal. Red Arrow. Speedy. Onomatopoeia. Mm -hmm. Count Vertigo. And more. All right. So you'll get Connor. You've been waiting for some Connor Hawk. Green Arrow, 80th anniversary. I got a Hawk figure sitting right in front of me there right now. There you go. I guess you're not waiting for him. He's there with you right now, staring at you, staring into your soul. Green Arrow, 80th He's anniversary. He's looking to his left. 100-page super spectacular number one will include a, a variety of variant covers themed around each of the eight decades of Green Arrow's history. They always do that. We get a kick out of those sometimes. And Green Arrow, 80th anniversary, 100-page super spectacular number one goes on sale on June 29th. I can't wait for number two. That's what I always wait for. I but always wait for is, that number three. It's re- it really sucks when you have an anniversary like this where you don't have anything for the character to do besides to show up in their own little anniversary special like this. Thankfully that, you know, uh, Dino Lance and Oliver Queen are both in the Just League doing stuff this time. And, and maybe, on Checkmate. But, and yeah. I don't care about that. That doesn't mm, exist. Checkmate. But hopefully checkmate. we do get to find out what happened at the end of Green Lantern, uh, Green Arrow number 50 when Dino <laughs> went to go work for Team 7 and Ollie was in the woods with the gonna. one thing. Heck, can destroy the just like yeah, every box. time he comes up. You're like, are we gonna fight? Now that'll be in, maybe that's in checkmate, Eric, and then you'll be forced to deal with it. That'd be funny if you that were forced to deal with it because of that. I'm like, oh god, Eric, there it is. But yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I I like uh, Jeff Lemire a lot on Green Arrow. You didn't like his run as much as most people, but the fist there's clan. still there's still some cool. You know, people doing stuff and, and maybe I don't see Juan Ferreira there. It looks like Otto Schmidt will probably be with Ben Percy. So we're not going to be in the, you know, 80th celebration, Eric, but that would be pretty cool, too. But, yeah, I'm going to probably look forward to that checkmate. I could care less, but we'll see how it is. I, I don't know. Maybe Bendis, it's his year. Maybe he had a lot of time to think. You know, he hasn't been on a lot. Was his year. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. We're a little past that. Maybe he'll have. A rejuvenation here with some characters that he loves and knows so well, like that classic lineup on Checkmate, Eric. That cl- classic Checkmate lineup that he has going there. But that's that. That's the news, and we're gonna go off now to the books. Now we have waited for far long 
yes, and we're here with Jim's Reviews, and this is the section I'm going to call Batman Urban Legends, the section, Aaron. Good. Because we're only going to be talking about that. We have two books, so we'll have them both in their own little sections, and so we'll go into it right here with Batman Urban Legends number one, and you end up having four stories here, a Batman Red Hood story, that's one of six by Chip Zdarsky, art by Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreira. Flashback art, Marcus Toe, colors, Adriana Lucas, and letters by Becca Carey. We also have a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy story. That's a one-shot. I don't mind it. I have a reason why, though. Written by Stephanie Phillips, art by Laura Braga, colors by Ivan Placencia, letters by D. Ron Bennett. Then we have an outsider story, part one of three. I agree with that one. Written by, what is this, the peanut gallery? Written by Brandon Thomas, art by Max Dunbar. Colors by Luis Guerrero, not Pedro Guerrero. Letters by Steve Wands. Don't get me on Ron Say. And then we have a Grifter story, part one of Mwah. five. Mwah. Written by Matthew Rosenberg. Art by Ryan Benjamin. Colors by Antonio Fabella. Letters by Seda Tema two Fonte. Four, I'm actually more along the lines of 2.75, Eric, is what yeah. I'm going. And with that. 2.75 out of 4. The more bad. important ones are the Grifter and the Red Hood. Now, and the Batman. Uh, the thing is, yeah, it's eight bucks. But when I read this, I'm telling you, I, I felt that Grifter and Red Hood Batman were strong enough that I wouldn't mind actually. And having those other two, the one being a one shot, the Harley Quinn, uh, I thought, man, you know, I can deal with that. But I do have. You know, kind of a theory, Eric, about the just the idea that Poison Ivy's coming back bad, bad to the bone, yeah. Eric. Bad. We've seen that, yeah. though. But that's the thing. They don't want to end up because we've had a change of the timeline type thing. So she doesn't necessarily have to come back that way now. And I think that they're kind of running scared that when they do have her come back as a villain, certain leagues and things might get upset. So this is a, hey, here you go. Here's them kissing in the smooch and one last time. But I think that it also shows you that Harley might be able to bring her back to the light, Eric. So I didn't mind it as much. And it gets everybody that one last hurrah with that. Not a great story, but still. I'm just sitting here. One last hurrah. See, every hurrah that we've dealt with when you deal with these two characters exactly. is the exact same thing over and but over we're again. going All to right. something new, Eric, when they're going to be against each other. And So let's milk this one more time. No, I, actually, I actually think that we go into this and... I don't know that Infinite Frontier is a great jumping. I don't think there's going to be a ton of people as much as say, I started with Rebirth or I started with the new 52. But I think they're worried that some people might be, you know, not knowing a lot of the stuff that we take for granted. So they're giving you that little bit of a background so that when we get to the book and she's bad, you will know that they had that connection, though most should know. Anyway, but here is my blurb. Batman Urban Legends kicks off with four stories, but I'm here for the Zdarsky Red Hood and the Batman story, as well as the Matthew Rosenberg Grifter one. We also get a Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn one shot that might be a last glimpse at the couple before things get darker, and an outsider story that looks like the lead into the future state story. Okay, the outsider story is the bottom of the four for me, not because I'm not interested, but because of the disjointed nature of that opener. I, I, things just seem to get thrown at you overall, though. I was hey, metamorphosis in there, and he's a tower I know. jail. <laughs> I know, I know. I <laughs> and something else I didn't know. I don't get it. Overall, though, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I ended up liking this, mainly, again, for Chip Zdarsky and Matthew Rosenberg, who are, are normally, or at least in the current deal, Marvel writers. And I've been waiting for you to be able to re- read a little more Chip Zdarsky because you do I not have. Do. It was called Jeff Johns when I did it, yeah, though. Yeah, but I'm saying, though, you haven't read, uh, continued. I think you only read, like, a couple issues 
issues of his Daredevil, which is still no. What, what, no, what I'm saying is that this book reads so much like a continuation of the Three Jokers no, by Jeff does. Johns. Is that when I read Chips and Darcy, he was called Jeff Johns. No, that's that's a funny Jeff. Just because the guy actually goes with the continuity, and now you're throwing shade at him. I, I think that this is where you're sending mixed signals to these writers. No, but the, the thing really about good. this is <laughs> is that. I have said all along, and I say it a lot on the Marvel podcast, which when you get mad at me for mentioning the Marvel stuff here, I get mad at myself for mentioning the DC stuff. But I always have to bring up the idea that Chip Zdarsky writes the type of characters that I was told Tom King was doing with Batman. I was told that he was writing the human version of Batman, the the down and gritty deal and not the backup whatnot when you end up having a daredevil book that has done so much better and so fewer issues so when he was announced with this and then i hear the whole red hood thing i'm like okay that's good now i was nervous i'll tell you because i was afraid that this wasn't going to be good for some reason or you just weren't going to like it you're a big red hood fan so i i was hoping that it was good and i think that the big thing about this that i really like is it does deal with again like you say about the harley and poison ivy stuff this deals with a lot of stuff that we've seen over and over and over, but Chip Zdarsky makes it more about the emotions and more about the personal interactions between the two. And there's no crowbar here, Eric. There's no bloody well, my crowbar. Biggest problem, well, you know, obviously it's nice not having a crowbar show up in this whole thing. Usually when he even has a strap to his back. No. But when you have Red Hood back in Gotham City, which I've wanted for a long time, he's finally back. He's within the Bat Family. He is obeying the Bat Family rules of no killing and stuff like that. And right out the gate on issue number one of this story in Batman Urban Legends, right back to the murder. I'm like, you fucked yourself right away. I you actually gave think me everything he, I wanted yeah. and then you took it all away. I actually hope that the guy lives. I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to, but in my mind, first off, I was confused. Look, if the Penguin at one can point, win yeah. from freaking being shot in the eyeball at point blank range, you but, know, I think this guy could be okay but that's too. That's the Penguin, Eric. He's in such great he also shape. Throat slip, he's like in such stroke. great shape. Uh, no, what I thought at the end when we get to that, I think that there might be something going on that uh, maybe he didn't realize. He freaked out so much that he didn't realize that he actually picked up, like in his rage, he was thinking he still had the rubber bullet deal and when he shot him he oh my god i picked up that guy's gun holy shit i ended up killing him uh hopefully or it's just that he's really pissed off i don't know when he puts those other two guns with the rubber bullets away and in fact i got so confused at one point that i thought that he threw his gun at the guy and that's what he picked (laughs) up but you end up where it starts and he's taking down you know this thug there is a new drug in town and and this is going to be something that's going to trigger jason this is you know pretty much the downfall of his young life at the beginning was drugs and things like that so he takes down this guy because that's the thing is dealing with infinite frontier and what we had before with like you know revamping everything from the new 52 as opposed to what originally was with jason todd post-crisis i don't know who his mother was at this point in time or how she died except for like my mother died of a drug overdose i'm supposed to take this on face value just because it's what he says here because doesn't really go with what we saw before yeah but that's what he's they're going with now it's a drug mother who died of an od that ties in with all of this but the big thing and for which me, mother well, well we'll have to find out i mean this is, is the, the thing one that where, betrayed him to jace to the joker or is it the one that he thought was his mother who did die but from a disease yeah, i don't know you're asking me things that nobody said yet i i wouldn't have answers but you end up where he's pissed off 
and he wants this drug. He wants to take down this drug, and he's trying to find it. He's going through a bunch of, you know, thugs, shooting them with rubber bullets, saying, where did you get this? And it leads to- Down the block. A, yeah, All right. It leads going to down an apartment Where did you get this? Up above. Okay, I'm going yeah. up above now. It's three stories up, and he goes, and he finds that a woman- has ended up ODing on this and her little son's there and like, you know, help my mom. And I did like this. Tamara Fox. Well, as he goes in, uh, the kid's scared. He takes off that BMX part of his mask there. And and I like that where he's thinking of the kid though. Later, he does a really weird thing that made me laugh. Uh, But he ends up looking and he calls Barbara and this 100% feels well, like it's, three It's jokes. very amazing Spider-Man, the movie, when the lizard is throwing cars off the, the bridge and stuff like that and Spider-Man is grabbing. There's one of the kids in the car that he's trying, the, the, the Garfield one, you know what I'm saying though, like Andrew Garfield, where then he's like, look, I, I need you to help. He don't take my mask off and then gives the kid to have the power to crawl up the car so he could save the kid. It's very that kind of essence. It is. This whole thing. Now like, he gives it later. but that we didn't have this Red Hood look. I, know. I love the new 52 Red Hood look and I'm like, I'm like, that's it's one of the things about Infinite Frontier for how happy I am that we're doing this, moving forward with the idea that like we can tell all these interesting stories and people seem to be buttoning down on what they can and cannot tell, as in like what makes sense. I'm like, can we just go back and say like, hey, Roy's alive and Jason doesn't the costume doesn't look like yeah. shit anymore. Well, okay, I'm hoping that when he gives it to the kid because he gives him the mask part later, I'm hoping that he forgets that and, and then just goes off without it. Like, yeah, hey, I didn't need that. But you end up where he's talking to Barbara. And he wants to know if the kids, you know, can you find me this kid's dad? Can you find out an address, whatever would be going on? Because he doesn't want this kid to be picked up in the system and then get lost through it and end up like him and and bad stuff happening. Though I don't know what his overall plan is. Maybe Jason Todd dad but he ends up trying to find this kid's dad you, you want jason todd to adopt this no. boy tyler and freaking train him I to don't. be his blue hood no he wouldn't because that's the thing and when we get to that we'll, we'll go back to the flashbacks uh in a minute but when he does go to find that's all i want now when he does go to find this guy with this kid he brings Andy. the kid now this is my my problem here tyler the little kid they're walking to you know what ends up unfortunately being like a drug factory and he's like okay well yeah, I want you to get out of trouble. So I know it's raining, but sit on these garbage bags next to this garbage can. And that'll As be a good does. place, right? Sit there. But he does give him the mask so that he feels strong, whatever. But it is bigger than that because it has the com link to Barbara. And if he gets in any trouble, he says, say, Oracle, I need help. And then help will come their way. I would just hope that maybe the help would be close at the beginning because the little kid who's going to well, yell, you know, Oracle, is, I need help. Uh, there the might be problems. The worst part about this, while the Red Hood is on the, you know, the hunt to take down the cheer drops and stuff like that, Batman is as well. And Barbara, like, didn't want to tell Batman about it because of how him and Jason don't get along. But Batman is on the hunt for cheer drops as well. So even though we get to this point where we have Jason trying to stare down the freaking, what he thinks is just where, you know, Tyler's father happens to work, not knowing that he's involved in all the cheer drops and stuff like that. And as a piece of crap, and ends up shooting him in the end. But I'm like, Batman's not going to be far behind this whole time. Oh, yeah. So you better watch your P's and Q's, Jason. Yeah. And so what I do like, too, is, like you said, Batman is on, you know, the lookout where you have Jason doing real street level stuff. He's trying to find this kid's dad. You end up having Batman back at the cave or whatever, looking into the cheer drops, which I want to call goofballs. But he ends oh, up, yeah. like, checking it out. And the big thing is, is that these resemble... The opposite. Oh my god! Of the these fear used toxin. to be branded the fear drops. Yeah, yeah. Now they're the cheer drops. And Rebrand. So you end up where you know Batman calls Barbara, 
And Barbara's busy here. I like the idea that Barbara's going to get so sick of these gossipy gooses here that they keep like Jason calls her, what's the Batman's up to? I hate that guy. And then he hangs up and Batman calls, that Jason's a killer. And she's stuck in the middle. But he ends up saying, can you look well, into again, this? Well, again, like that whole idea, especially with how we end this book with and who's involved here. It does feel very the three Jokers and how we had those characters portrayed in that and where we left them off, even with Jason working with Oracle and stuff like that. And her trying to take, you know, away some of the the brunt of Batman coming against what Jason's doing because of how he does react and that Jason is a killer. So you have all of these elements here that just kind of really feels like a, a sequel almost or a continuation. I don't mind that. I, I like it. And then, you, well, I yeah. like it too. and then you throw in the idea that Jonathan Crane's supposed to have died in a day. So where you have that, like, know, that's not true. Yeah, and Batman already doesn't believe it, but he hasn't really made any moves. But I think it's because his old costumes just sitting there in the Kano's apartment. I mean, there is no. Well, and that's the thing is too. And no, it was it was just a, a de- not a, his decoy, but like it was just a way to scare Nakano. It wasn't his costume. It was just a really cool scarecrow. I don't know. It's just kind of there. It seemed well, like, like it was like it seemed that- like Nakano at that point. If you go back and think about it, he was about to do his DC Comics, you know, vlog, and he wanted that background there to be pretty cool, right? He has that, that, right? That, I'm that's what people do. In front of that's me. what I'm saying. That's what I think he was doing. He's about to do an. <laughs> undercover like, I'm about podcast. to do that. The camera's behind me right now, so I have some goofy shit Damn on my walls. right. Didn't have all that stuff going on. I think that's but all no, it was. But going into this whole thing for the idea of A-Day and who or who did who not did, who did not die during A-Day, I'm like, why do we think that these people have died? We had a gas attack going in. We lit the air on fire to try to burn it off. Do we have just a lanky-ass skeleton lying there? Yep, that's the scarecrow, yep. all right. Looks like the scarecrows. I see those glasses look like John Lennon's. Either or John Lennon. Thin bones. I think John Lennon died. Uh, he died a long time ago. Oh, okay, scarecrow. Scarecrow this it skeleton's is. skeleton's dressed really shabbily. Must be the scarecrow. <laughs> Must be Jim. That's all it is. They, they have announced I died in a day. It was actually just some bum who went in there. It was it was actually Abel. This is who it was. He wasn't a very handsome back. man, that guy. Uh, but yeah, with that, though, I like this idea that sets up even more of that intrigue of what that new Scarecrow is. And you kind of want to sit there and like, Batman, he's got a new look. You know, go after it. It's, it's awful. Well, even the idea that this is reverse engineered fear toxin that now has the effect to, you know, give you a cheerful hallucination to the point where it becomes intoxicating this drug. You then is why you keep taking it. And to the point where you end up, you know, keep taking it has side effects where you then, you know, hallucinate, end up getting yourself killed doing stupid shit because of how cheerful you are. But where is the connection between I'm the scarecrow? I have, you know, people believe I die after a day. Who people think that Joker did this whole thing when you and I think it's Simon Saint who did this whole thing to instill fear to bring the magistrate service into Gotham. But where does this go now to where we have, you know, Scarecrow working for Simon Satan in the background, but also putting out this drug product. But he may not be putting it out. That's what I'm saying. I think that maybe somebody got a hold of the stash, Eric. They got a hold of the, the, what is it called? They got the the list of ingredients. Yeah, they got the ingredients. It's like KFC. We got the spices and herbs, and now we got it going. Phil Yurik came across the, like the, uh, the goblin tech in the late 90s freaking, you know, Green Goblin hero series. Yeah, yeah. that's Marvel, Tuck Eric. See, I'm getting you. I'm, I'm breaking down your <laughs> barriers here. Soon you'll be on the podcast with me. But yeah, I have you, a Green Goblin tattoo. You end up, is then, I thought that was Grimace. You end up with all oh, of this going it's not on. Even I know. Well, it might be now. Come over. I'll punch it a bit. Uh, purple it up. <laughs> uh, so you end up where, like you said, Batman's on the case as well. And even at the point, Barbara, who doesn't want to keep secrets, is like, well, uh, 
Yeah, somebody else called me tonight about that. And I could just imagine. Were you, the Oracle or the Tattletale? <laughs> I, I like the idea that, hey, somebody else called me about that. And there's Batman. Uh, Dick Grayson? No. Uh, was it Tim Drake? No. Did Damien? That was, no. Talia? Uh, he Duke just goes Thomas. through. <laughs> Thomas? Clayface? I mean. Bluebird? Uh, what is Oh. It's Blue Jason. Fox? Tim Fox? Yeah, and he's like, Jason. I, I love the idea. It's like, it's Jason. I don't deal with him. She even says, you know what? You guys make a cool couple, but you don't get along. I know, but maybe this is the time. And you end up, he's like, he's a killer, he's Barbara. A killer Barbara. And then, oh my God. Uh, you know, Damien's calling. Oh, I'll take that. I'm like, really? You I just jerk? like this idea, though, because he's so angry now. I'll do this alone. All she was was your information broker. <laughs> what are you doing alone now? You're alone this whole time. Like, do you just not want her to give oh, you all the great. information she has? Yeah, here? now she has information. Fail? She's like, screw you. I'm giving it to Jason. And then he's like, did you get that info? Oh, I thought you were doing it alone there, Batman. I thought that that's what you were doing. But with this, you're getting that emotion and you're getting that thing. And I think that while you're going to get you know the Jason Todd thing. Jason Todd is a kid. Not He's angry. Thing. He doesn't want Angsty. to go with the deal, and he doesn't want to practice, and he wants to get out. That's a normal Robin thing. Oh, to no, the get thing out is, there. I really like this take of early days Jason Todd training to become the Robin, and the idea that he has to keep training and not being able to get on the streets as quick as he wants to. When he does come across Batman's secret locker or vault of handgun weapons, because as you, if you know anything about Batman, Batman. He hates guns, but he needs to know everything I about them in order really to do his forensic that, work. Yeah. Like, I've heard that before and seen different things with it. The way it's presented here, though, to go from the flashback of Jason Todd for when he discovers all these guns, the idea of knowing everything there is about guns to the point where we never use guns because it's a coward's weapon of how Batman thinks of him now as an adult as the Red Hood using a gun as a weapon. Like, I really like that transition, how that flashback works. Yeah, I like it too. And I like the way even as they're leaving where you end up having Batman saying, you know, we won't be using those guns are for cowards. Now let's see how you can throw that long range knife at the target. <laughs> Jason's still looking at the guns. As he's like, ooh, these guns are neat. And yeah, you end up having that little deal. And we're not going to go into the idea, oh my God, well, let's watch the Joker kill Jason again. Let's do that. But you do go afterwards we in the flashback. We the freaking under the red hood. Yeah, and you go to that. And there's where the emotions are, where here's the thing. And what I thought this was really great. I'm not a guy who has read comics most of my life, like you, Eric. Also, I may not be in the know week to week as you are, as you said earlier in this podcast, but most of the time what we're going to get here is Jason's pissed because you didn't kill the Joker. You didn't get revenge for it. You didn't avenge it. You let him down. But this is more of the idea. I even like the idea where Bruce is saying, like, if this is Jason Todd, I'm still going to have to take him down. Like, he doesn't need Batman to take him down. No. He needs Bruce he Wayne needs to, Bruce help, to him. help him. He is your son. And that's I'm like, the thing. Ooh. The best thing is Alfred saying, we let him I down. You, Alfred. And what he's saying is, we All let right, him get killed. It's that we let him down because you put a little kid out there. It, it's the kind trope of, of Batman. Costume. It's the, the thing of he keeps putting these young kids. And usually when you get the idea that – Jason's pissed at what happened. It always just begins and ends with that crowbar and the Joker blowing up, all that. This is more. This is actually more. And this is what I like. It's more of the idea of how that ended up happening. Jason's mad that little kids were put in the in harm's way, including himself, and he doesn't like that. Then to tie into a kid who, with no fault of his own, ends up, 
you know, not having a mom and a piece of crap dad and things like that. And he doesn't want to put it in the system because of the way that the system also works like the Batman. It doesn't really I help you. I just really want Jason to come back and not be pissed off that the Joker killed him. I want him to be really pissed off that after the Joker killed him, he became the advisor to the Ayatollah. Yeah. And had <laughs> diplomatic bad. immunity because that was a crazy, stupid <laughs> and then story. he's just like, listen, now call me the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla is what he's going to say to that, Eric. And then we'll, we'll both cheer. But he goes then and finds the kid's dad who's a piece of shit. But even with that, like we said, you end up having Alfred saying, we let him down. You, he Alfred. says, you let him you down. So I know. And he's like, you let him down. No, we let him down because we let this happen. We let this kid be in harm's way. And then he did end up dying. And then Batman says, I'm going to go take him down. You know, and when Alfred says, listen, you have to go out as Bruce. He needs Bruce's love. And when he says he idolized you, like you were everything to him and even says he is your son. And, and then Batman's like, that's fine, whatever. And he doesn't. It's bad. It's great, too. This isn't the idea of Chip Stars. He goes, you know what, Alfred? You are right. I am a piece of crap. I'm, no, no. This is Batman and says he's killing people now. I have to go out as Batman and stop him. And then Alfred says, no, he needs Bruce Wayne to go and love him, Eric. And now I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm getting all misty-eyed because it's true. Oh, well. Where's Cats in the Cradle? Oh, my goodness. But it, it just it opens it up to more emotions than just the anger of not getting, you know, revenge and, and finding out. But that's part of the whole thing as well. This, you know, rotating deal that nothing ever ends. And so where you're dealing with that. It really plays out well to get to the point where Jason loses his shit and then unfortunately looks like he kills again, which would mean that Batman, like you said, probably close behind, but also would that's it. You wouldn't be able to come back from this as Jason Todd. So I do think Gee, this guy Batman might live. almost beat him to death when he thought he killed the penguin the last time and now let him back and in. And let after him all in Gotham. Bullshit. And like you said, that's the worst part. He's in Gotham and yeah, he's there a while, but we don't know that because we're just no, no, seeing it now, right? But I'm saying while. we haven't seen. I don't know where, when, whatever. But I think he just pulled in two days ago. He just loaded up his rubber bullets. He's like, I don't need that. But he goes into this factory. He does tell, like I said, Tyler, listen, you put this mask on. If you get any trouble here next to the garbage cans sitting Oracle, on top I of the help. garbage, yell, <laughs> Oracle, I need help. That kid's not remembering that. That kid was on the goofballs at one point. And he's like, what's, what, what is your superhero name? And he's like, well, what's yours? What's yours? And he's like, really? You don't know me? <laughs> he gets pissed. Give me back that mask. He's like, I'm Red Hood. Well, then I'm, and this is wrong turn uh, completely, except wrong turn would then say, I'm Red Hood. Like, I'm Red That's Hood. all he would do. But he has a blue hoodie on. I guess I'm the blue hood. I'm like, yeah, imagination, yeah, right not running rampant right now in Gotham City. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I like that. And you actually, I really, for some reason. All right, Jim, what's your superhero name? My super, it's Blue Hood right now. I have a blue hoodie on. It's it's Ski Cap Man. Uh, I have a Ski Cap on right now. Uh, You end up where I like seeing him smile, that little smile, right? He's there on Black Mold. Uh, just that little smile, like he just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make things right for you, and then he goes in and things aren't right. He ends I'm up having a fight his way through here, and you have the cheer drops manufacturing going on. You end up having him yelling, "Where's Alex? I need to find this guy!" And he's like, "Holy shit, or Andy? Where is Andy?" He runs off. He has a gun. Jason chases him down, shoots him with his rubber bullets, which makes him fall down and drop his gun. 
Again, I thought that he had thrown his gun at him. Uh, And then he picks that up and says, hey, don't run away. I'm not here. You know, your son Tyler's here. His mom's in a coma from this drug. Now, he already realizes that's the thing. The problem with this is already that Jason realizes that, okay, he's not going to be able to be with his dad. Look at that spikes going off of that leather jacket, Eric. That is bad. Well, that's the thing is he was just supposed to be going to his father, what he believed to be Tyler's father's work, not really that Tyler's father was in league with who's ever making the cheer drop. So like, yeah, I can't let Tyler's father slide right now. So I got to take him down. I'm going to give him a little extra first. To the dad because he's just bad. And so. I think that Jason's anger starting Plus, thinking that dad's going away. He's yeah, well, he's thinking like, okay, now what would be how much that kid look like? He eats a little. Like Jason's figuring out if he could adopt them right now, and he's Blue getting hood. angry. Right, uh, and then it'd be the best right away. Okay, I'm going to show you how to throw the batarangs. He just Sitting says there, it. And he's then the he teams in the up cradle. with a live shot. Yeah, really, we'll do it all. Uh, but yeah, this guy is a piece of shit. And Jason's like, hey, I got your son here. Your mom ended up, you know, ODing, whatever. And this guy just starts, who gives a shit? He, and he don't goes, give a shit and if he like, lives what? or dies. Kid was oh, a lanny fuck. Even when I gave him some of my supply to keep him happy, both of these fucking leeches can go to blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And the worst is he says, whiny fuck twice, Eric. I didn't like that. And it's not imaginative as well. That's why we get Blue Hood. Look, but then, we don't know that was edited out, Jim. It could have said whiny Still, he says kid. it twice. <laughs> but yeah, with that, though. <laughs> why did they bleep kid out? The who worst knows? of it is. He's a whiny ass, a whiny fuck, even when I gave him the supply to keep him happy. So he was giving his kid these drugs to make him shut the fuck up because the kid was Uh probably like, "Eh, well, yeah, I mean, really, that's just an afternoon at the movies for you. But still, it's the idea that this whiny jerk like was probably like, I need some food, dad. Eh, Take some. Take some of the giggle course. And so you end up where he's like, (laughs) once Jason hears that this guy gave his little son drugs, he fucking gets pissed. And then the guy just can't learn to shut his fucking mouth. And he's like, I hope both those leeches can go to hell right before that. Jason does shoot him. But then he looks at the gun or him and says, oh, my God, and then falls down. And, yeah, either he got so caught up and got really angry and did it. But I'm telling you, I think that he's going to play that deal of I thought I still had the rubber bullets gun. But I think the guy might end up living. It's just tough to think. Now, if this ended, well, he looks very shocked. And then says, oh, God, well, yes, it falls down. A lot of people who kill somebody after the fact Man, realize, oh, my God, I'm shocked. And they get out of the thing because of the anger, Eric. They they end up pleading insanity. Uh, but, yeah, yeah with that, works that all the there, time. you have, well, if it's by that, if you end up walking in, I mean, there's been cases you walk in and see somebody doing something to your family and go ballistic and get, you end up getting off because of that. And even if you go and chase them down and things that you're not supposed to. But still, I either think that he is not dead. Or if he is, Jason skedaddles the hell out of there and makes it look like some giggle puss suicide, Eric, is what I would do. I think he goes to Oracle. Yeah, maybe. But she's not good. With the kid. She's not good at, you know, keeping secrets. I don't mind about the kid. He can still go off with the kid. I'm saying, how is he going to explain this dead guy? Here and if Batman finds out he's There's already no mad, murdered. No, you 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 don't admit it. You run and you hide the body. That's what I think he would do if the guy's actually dead. Because That's why you're never this, a hero. Well, if this is the case, neither is he. And he's never going to be, he's going to get kicked out of Gotham. I, we're going to have five issues of the six issue mini, either him on the run from Batman or him in another city because he was allowed in Gotham with strict rules and then did it the next weekend. 
And so I or don't know what if he was dosed with a cheer drop at the end and it only hallucinated that he did this because for whatever fucked up reason, because of his upbringing, this is something that's cheerful to him to take out. That an would unwanted be weird that, that's the cheerful deal, but maybe that's the case. But still, yeah, then it's insanity by drug use there. But yeah, maybe, maybe no, we'll that see. He doesn't actually do it. It's oh, all hallucination. This is all a hallucination. Then it'd be pretty screwed up, but that'd be pretty cool to see how that would work in. Uh, I just think that the guy lives just like though when that doesn't work that well because Penguin lived and that was kind of the big thing. Batman's like, you better hope he lives and then beat the living crap out of him. Uh, but I really, I really did like that story. Now we go to the next story that is the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy one that you ended up saying you're not that big. Of it. It's there's nothing groundbreaking with this. I know that a lot of people for some reason really hated Poison this. Ivy yeah. and then thinks back about when her and Poison Ivy got together and the love affair that they shared. Yeah, and this is the a one end. shot and it does lead to both Harley's book and the whole deal in Batman. And again, I think that what they're doing is for new readers, not just showing you their girlfriends or whatever. It's that a lot of these people, we haven't really had a lot of Poison Ivy in a while. We've had little, you know, mini series and things in other books that go, but we haven't had a big book to actually do it. Heroes in Crisis was the last big, big thing with her. And I think that they're worried that people don't really know what's going on with Poison Ivy. And this is just a show. Eh, they were boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, but she's gone right now. Harley doesn't know where she is. they still don't do anything, though, to let you know what's going on with Poison well, Ivy. Well, I don't think they want to. I would say that that's going to be either in the Batman or the Harley book. I don't. I think they're leaving that. They're leaving this of Harley sitting there thinking, I don't know where she is. Maybe she'll come back. And then it just says, continued in Harley Quinn and the Batman book. And that's the thing is, to be continued in the pages of Harley Quinn and Batman. Now, is that in the Harley Quinn book and the Batman yeah, book or a new book of Harley books. Quinn and Batman? No, it's both the books. It's Harley Quinn and the Batman books, they said. So it's going to be that whole deal with Harley running around trying to catch up with Batman and the Batman yeah, book. It'll, it'll be that. And then in her regular solo book. Oh, so it this gives you really the deal. This just uninspired to me for everything we deal with because every time you bring these characters together, it's always the same thing and there's never any real new territory. And all they try to do here is like, at one point, Poison Ivy gave her a potted plant from their first robbery of Poppet crew Poison Ivy out. I'm like, that's the worst goddamn gift ever. What's wrong well, with you? Well, again, this is where I think they're doing the same thing. Like, what do you get when Damien and Talia get together? They bitch about the Batmans. Talia says that you let me down. It's like what we had in that first issue, that backup in the Batman deal, because I think that this is just to get people on board with seeing the character again, knowing that she isn't around at this moment. Harley doesn't hang out with her recently, things like that. So that when she does come back and probably as a villain, we'll, we'll just know that that is still in play here, that they had that background. I just think it was for the people, maybe that last hurrah, like I said, before we get into something like that. And I didn't mind it. The, the outsider story though, and it just felt so disjointed the way well, it was, was written. What was it about? Because we have the outsiders and also which outsiders? Because now you're bringing in Metamorpho. It's like, are we saying that he is now one of the outsiders well, like he used to be? He seems that J- Jefferson seems to even like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Sorry, I didn't keep in touch. Things like that. So that seems like that is the case that, you know, they recognize he was on it, but hasn't been. But with that. Even just the dialogue where you start with Jefferson, he's in this, you know, tower of fate looking prison that just ends up having, you know, one prison cell at the top. We find out later <laughs> that, that it's metamorpho. And I don't, I don't understand. Tower. I don't understand what happens after he ends up because what happens is Jefferson ends up seemingly finding the polarity of things and he's going to shock metamorpho Dude. out of this. 
I'm telling you, what happens with this whole thing where we have Jefferson sitting in the Metamorpho prison where he's talking to Metamorpho who doesn't exactly remember who he was or this connection, stuff like that, to where we have Jefferson, okay, got it, using his lightning powers and then shocking Metamorpho. I'm like, what were you doing? Like you said, it's the idea that he's trying to find the frequency of Metamorpho's mind. That's I don't what it know. seemed, but I don't know either. And like, so I, when I was reading this, I'm like, did you just figure out how to make the black part of the black lightning? <laughs> yeah. And it's still like, you know, is this what you've know. been trying to do this whole time? Because well, I don't know. Because even then, when you go back to the idea where you have Katana and black, black lightning pretty much having a James Bond action scene where they're on a speedboat being chased by ninjas on ski doos and shit like ninjas that. Magic ninjas on ski doos. I mean, it's such a cool concept and a cool set piece. And it doesn't play out well because I don't understand what's really at play here. Jefferson gets hit by a arrow and you right away you think Magic okay arrow. <laughs> that's what happened that's ha- but katana's there so she would have known that you know when he ends up coming back as an elemental later if future state ends up happening but you end up where some of but these... he was also not an elemental when he was in prison i know, for, I know. <laughs> for the resistance and so even that though you have like hang on jefferson and then you have some cool looks arrows now and and just even when you end up having jefferson say they're back tatsu we have we will. I'm, what's going on? I don't even understand this. And and so he gets hit by this arrow, but then they get captured, but you don't see it. But also you see that Metamorpho uh, must be playing Half-Life because he looks like a face hugger and uh, just flying in the air. And it's, uh, How could you look at that? Metamorpho. Well, and, and, and not only that, because the way it seems to me as we have our heroes riding in their speedboat away from the magic ninjas shooting magic <laughs> arrows in the sky yeah. who are going after Katana as Black Lightning is trying to shoot these projectiles out of the sky with his lightning powers. We then have one of the lead magic ninjas shoot a bazooka missile into the sky and then it explodes and then it just becomes a cloud of teeth that is Metamorpho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you broke your word, you, Tatsu. <laughs> like, Metamorpho? I'm even like, is that this, what we're going with? You end up with the dialogue of these two pages, and it starts out, okay, it's Tatsu uh, will pay for a failure, and if you stand with her, share her fate. He starts doing crazy things with the magic arrows. Do you have them? I got it. Don't worry. Uh, Jefferson, I see you. Let the other one go. Understood. Come on, come on. That's the dialogue. And I'm just looking, I'm like, what? You broke your word, Tatsu. What's going tattoo? on here? And then, yeah, then all of a sudden, facehugger metamorpho. You broke your word. It's not even facehugger metamorpho because it's the look size of a gigantic cloud in the sky. It is world facehugger. I mean, look at it, though. It's just metamorpho. I, I don't and even are care. Are hands coming out of the like the smoke of the freaking explosion of the bazooka missile? I don't know. I, I, and, and with that, I don't even know how it's talking. I don't see no mouth. And also, it's even if you sit stinky. there, he hasn't seen Metamorpho in a while. I, I hope that Metamorpho has a really distinct voice because I don't know that I hear this thing saying stuff. In Look, he a, has a very distinct teeth full of a cloud uh, yeah, full of teeth for cloud full of teeth. I, I could just imagine Katana and Jefferson are laying there in that back seat of that speedboat, going, "What do you think that that cloud looks like?" A face hugger metamorpho? I think so too. But even that, you end up having the words kind of done in a different font there to make it seem more monstery. And then he's just like, you will pay the price. Metamorpho? I'd have more things of just mad. What the fuck happened to you, Metamorpho? What's going on? You don't know. But then you end up where they're in that prison again, where it does seem like Jefferson is working on different versions right, of the lightning. now that I caught you up, Metamorpho, check this out. That's what we're looking for. Okay, <laughs> I can get us out of here now. Yeah. It's going to hurt like hell. And, and, Do it. Yeah, so you end up and you see, <laughs> like, right. what happened to Katana? 
and you see her, her just the fighting sky. demons. I'm gonna keep it, look, I'm going to keep it really mysterious, metamorphic, because you never know who's listening, but her and the guy responsible for what's going on right now, they're having words. They're, like, they're having what is words. happening in this book? And then what's words? Ooh, looks like she's fighting the demons. Looks like she has the, the, the sword upside down. Uh, then he's like, okay, got it. Like, what did you get? And then this is my big problem. And he's sweating it up, Eric. He's really struggling. He's like, okay. the tower starts screaming. He goes, that's what we're looking for as he's got. I mean, I'm like, lightning? That's what you always, I mean, are you ever looking for anything else but lightning? I mean, really. I was so confused. You are are the world's greatest detective when it comes to lightning, Jefferson. And he's like, I can get us out of here, but it's going to hurt like hell. Now, he says it's going to hurt like hell. I wish that Metamorphos, like, yeah, really, I have three options, and all three involve lightning. And so he's like, hey, it's going to hurt like hell. I think it's going to hurt Jefferson a lot more. And I'm going to tell you why, because it looks like Metamorpho is transmorphing back to himself. Jefferson's inside him. It's like what is going to happen? High. What is he going to be in his head? What, what is he going to be, a tumor yeah. of a stigial uh, twin? Hopefully he's going to be in his head. Is he's he going to fall 40 stories. I'm telling you, I think he's going to be inside him. He's going to be Quato. They're going to end up going down. Open with, your mind, De- Yeah, Dweezil Zappa and Nick Fleetwood are going to go and get him. <laughs> it's going to be nonsense. Or he's just going to shit him out. Open your mind. <laughs> going on and so i i really I don't like this story the i don't know the story i'm telling it. you i will go with the generic tried and true harley and poison ivy over this this just but i want to see what goes on mainly because i don't know how the hell jefferson's gonna get well, out of, you, is he gonna jump out is, of his brain more positive situation where i look at a story like the poison ivy and harley like man i've seen this a hundred times or when i go to the answers <laughs> man i ain't never seen nothing like this before <laughs> yeah, because but, i don't know what's happening <laughs> because you don't know what you saw <laughs> I ended up, by the end i do want to continue with it obviously we will but i well, yeah, because yeah. we like that outsider's in the future state enough and i want to see what happens and i like jefferson i like katana you don't as much but and i like metamorpho and i said boy i could just imagine i should have even loaded up reggie's laugh because boy he would be laughing his ass off at us losing our minds about this metamorpho prison he would have found that to be so funny but even then there's like lightning shooting everywhere it looks like he's gonna die Ah. It's, it's even in his mouth holy shit do it metamorpho but yeah that's 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 a bummer but then we go to the matthew rosenberg uh grifter story and what i like about this and i'll tell you i even said in my review i like this more than the batman uh jason todd story i think that this story is so fun especially just the the, the things with the majority of it is super fun but when you jump in with the wild storm stuff where you have death blow and and all this stuff in midway city and stuff like that where i'm not totally like like in the know of what's going on here I found myself really confused why this Team Six are in Midway City fighting Mr. Freeze and some robots. And I'm like, once we get to the present they day, they even stuff have a Grifter, Russian amazing, satellite though. crash, Derek. Yeah. I think that this is to set up the idea of, and who knows, maybe this is more timeline stuff and the idea of the new 52 and the Wonderstorm. Because throughout this, you can go with the idea that Grifter keeps telling everybody, don't call me Grifter. Is that because it, it's a bad thing to think back at what he ended up doing? and every, Or is it that no, he I, isn't when he this says, guy? No, when, he, when he says that, he's like, I, I don't call myself I that. Know. Other people call him that. I, I think that maybe we're playing with something else with this where Batman comes to him and then does say, don't mess with the Halo Corporation. They're going to play you. They're playing you with all this and that. 
ties directly into Jacob Marlowe and the whole Wildcats and the Wildstorm universe itself. So that's actually pretty intriguing to me. And it's just the first couple pages and you end up seeing, you know, the DC, the Justice League come pretty much and save them. Uh, As but they do. I think Thank that, God you got absorbed yeah, into the really. DC universe Wildstorm because I mean, you'd be dead right now. But is that the moment they did, Eric? I, <laughs> <laughs> but with that, I think that in hope that we're going to lead to more of these things. I'm not going to tell you that I'm pining for a Wildcats book. A lot of people I are. I am not. But I like seeing that. And I, I like, like seeing, seeing it with Grifter and seeing that, you know, a little bit of his background where he kind like, of chokes out a bit. Even the cartoon stuff. was on, which oh, I never horrible. watched. My buddy Rich is all about it. But, like, when you just see it, like, the only person you care about by looking at that roster is Grifter. Just because he's the coolest looking guy. He is the coolest looking guy. Plus, he pretty, he's like the gambit of the Wildstorm. He plays it up as a gambit slash Wolverine in that cartoon. And I've watched a couple of the episodes. And he really feels like that in this He's Deadpool-esque at a Very point, Deadpool-esque. and I don't mind it, especially when Batman's going away and he's like, is your name Dave? Is it Dave? Like that felt so much like Deadpool, but- I'm telling you, when I was reading this, I felt like I was listening to dialogue from the Deadpool from movies. From Ryan Reynolds. And yes. if we were going to get a grifter, I would hope that oh Ryan Reynolds God, could play him. Oh my God, can you imagine Ryan Reynolds awesome. playing another superhero and he's grifter now? Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> and uh, so with that, you're going to get a couple things that I love from this story. Number one- Grifter is a piece of call crap. Mr. Warner Brothers. Grifter's a piece of crap, but he doesn't care. He doesn't try not to be, but it leads him into some situations that are hilarious. But also when you get Lucius involved, now we got Beverly Hills Cop. We got the chief versus oh, the dude. detective, and it's so good. That's- I actually enjoy this idea of this story because as we've seen from the, you know, when James Tynan's uh, Batman run started up where we had Grifter protecting Lucius Fox, and just it seemed like it was just to have that fight out of nowhere. Grifter versus Batman didn't really serve any purpose. And then we started seeing more out of Future State and coming back from Future State with Grifter protecting the entire Fox family. And what's he up to? And like, thanks. It seems like he has taken on this really odd job, which we said, like, why is Grifter here to be a part of something, to get into the inner sanctum? Like, I say sanctum, but pretty much Wayne Enterprises. So he has an agenda outside of everything else that we've seen him doing up to this point. I'm like, that's what I found so fascinating about this and the idea that Batman might be on to him. Yeah. I just love when Lucius really is like the oh, Lucius chief. Is on to him He's too. like the chief, though, from Beverly Hills Cop. I got my ass chewed off. I wanted to see where. Yeah, still looking good, chief. I mean, it cracks me up because as I'm reading, I'm like, I don't know that I like this real pissed off Lucius, but. He has a lot on his plate, things like that. And then I'm like, wait a second. This is like an action movie. And he's the chief. And you even have in this, not from Lucius, but at another point of, hey, do you have any guns on you? And you get that classic movie. Now it's Sledgehammer. And I loved it. I, I loved every minute of it. And the way that it starts out past the Wildcats, Wildstorm stuff. It's not, no, it's not only Sledgehammer. It's the greatest thing when, when when Grifter is getting pat down. Like, hey, do you have any weapons? No. And they pat him down. And it just is panel after panel of this. And like just the responses that Grifter had. It is oh, that classic comedy trope that you've it seen a hundred times. And I'm like, I'm going to say that about Harley Quinn. Oh, I've seen this a hundred times. Yeah, but this is funny. This, right? this is tried and true and works yeah. so well. Oh, it always it's works. Funny. Now, with that, the big thing is that there is a big soiree going on where a Lucius soiree, is going fancy. to make a, a deal with Kurylenko, a prime minister, all these things going on. This is huge. Now, I expect at this point, Grifter has stepped away because he wants to have a smoke. He's not going to smoke in the deal because he's off with a drink. He's smoking. He's got, you know, the Grifter mask. And then, hey, hey, by the way, and he has an earpiece deal and he has a woman, it seems, talking to him that is there's a little hint. 
at the one point when he says to Lucius, "Oh, she's from out of this world." Like she's oh, like I even so, yeah. like the I, I even like the idea where we have this mysterious woman who might be the engineer. I don't know I much think about it's the, the Wild engineer Storm is universe, what I think. But the whole idea where he shows up and I think he's just showed up to work late, honestly, when he's supposed to be protecting Maybe. this whole. He Gala already has a drink though. Like is why I, I thought think he that he, he might know. He may Coke. have. In his earpiece, we just had this woman, Cole Cash, the man who calls himself the grifter. <laughs> He's the best there is at what he does, except for maybe Deathstroke and Deadshot and Lady Shiva. Well, a lot of people, really, but he's still really good at it. I'm like, this is setting the tone of what we're going to be dealing with with the grifter, and I'm, I like oh, this yeah. tone. Even goes with Pee Wee. He's a loner. A rebel. And then says, no man wants to cross him. No woman wants to fuck him. <laughs> and then, he is, he is, seriously, and shut he's up. like, shut up. You know, hey, uh, Kiriulenko's here. I have to work now. Puts on his mask and he goes. And this guy, this diplomat has come in on a uh, helicopter. Chapa. And he has his, you know, bodyguards with him. And then all of a sudden, this limo, this car shows up with these guys who look like hitmen. And so you end up having Grifter say to the woman on the deal, hey, can you get the facial recognition? She's like, I can't right now. The satellite, oh, my God, let me get the image. Well, and he's like, I don't have enough time. And he goes, hey, that big man, can I help you? Now, with that, they don't know who the hell he is. No. And so they start fighting. They are actually other bodyguards for Kurulenko. And this is such a action like a 90s action movie that has humor in it like a beverly hills cup this is such a good beginning of this where they end up fighting grifters beating the crap out of him but then he's getting kicked and hit then you have kurulenko come running in hey watch out guys don't do it and they end up getting tangled up and both of them get I'm thrown into when the both pool of these guys fall into the pool at the party with all these rich i just i could actually hear the audible gasp that oh you'd have in a movie like, oh. it's so great and they're there and then you just have freaking Lucius at the other side go, Hiya, boss. so cold. He goes, hey, you boss. It's so good. And then it's like, oh, my God, that's Kirilenko. He's getting taken out. And then you just go and shift to seeing pretty much, you know, a Ferris Bueller type deal with Grifter where he has, like his, he has his chucks on. But he's also still soaking wet. He's just dripping all over the place. He doesn't care. He's just walking. Lucius like, I thought I told you to get a suit. I thought you were joking. I, I told, told you I don't have a suit. He's like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> and so then he, again, is the spit take a tried and true thing? Because I think it is. Yes. He ends up yes, where he is. says, listen, I'm sorry that I messed this whole soiree up. It works better up. than a double take Oh, in a my comic. God. It's so good. And he's like, I, I, I'm sorry I ruined this. You know, the Kirilenko thing. Uh, dock me for my pay for the losses. And <laughs> Lucius, as Grifter's trick, he goes, yeah, that was a $1.3 billion deal. <laughs> It's out the champagne on this woman. Out of payment plan. this woman right there. She's just sitting there, gets spit champagne. I'm telling you, the back. thing is, after this, I'm probably for a lot of things well before this. I'm not going to any Wayne Enterprises functions. No, never. Also, the idea why My would, heavens, uh, the way that this is started, and then you have wet, COVID, this guy spitting <laughs> you on her have back, wet grifter walking around, wet call. I wouldn't be anywhere near him. I'd be, but then later, even he's grabbing all of your germs. He's like me and you, and he's like, "Hey, anybody? No, no, don't you don't eat these quiche there. They really suck." No, that's he's the, the best worst. part. It's because he's flips the script on the set. Anybody try these quiches? <laughs> they fucking gross. 
<laughs> it made me laugh so much. Even that when he's there and he spits out the champagne, and Lucius is looking at him in disgust. That's the thing is too the idea where everybody's always talking about like Harley Quinn. She's just a DC Deadpool and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, maybe oh Grifter is the DC. Maybe Deadpool. Maybe that's the way to get him in because we had yeah. a lot of people talking about the future state where we begged people to, and and even on the podcast saying how great it was. Please. Don't sleep on this, as the kids say, Eric. And and don't just they pass by. Don't read the backup. And I still had people, ah, I'm not reading the backups. I don't know anything about crypto. I'm like, that's the thing. You don't have to. It's just fun. This, I think, goes more with that humor, Deadpool-esque deal. And hopefully people won't look at that and go, oh, really? That This might be the ticket in because it's hilarious. It, it really so is. Good. And just that back and forth between Lucius and Cole, where Lucius is wondering why like, I'm, he even I'm taking employs on an emotional him. roller coaster ride with the Red Hood story. I didn't get much like the, the Ivy employee. It's fine. It's just something I've seen, but like didn't care for the outsiders. And I'm just going through all of these different emotions as I read this one Urban Legends book because now I'm on a freaking comedy, you know, thing, and I'm I can't stop laughing at the end. Oh of this my book. god! I the one guy said. Uh, on Twitter, when we had the review, and he's like, oh, man, I hope that they end up continuing the Red Hood story and the Grifter story. And I said, I would just like a double shot book. If we had these as a double shot deal each week or each month, I'd love it because – Because that's the thing is even if you look at the Poison Ivy and the outsider story, the Harley and the outsider story in this, it doesn't feel like they have a lot to say while these two do. No, and and with that, these are a little more extended anyway and, and whatnot. And I – I really, my score by the end really does hinge on these two. And I said in my blurb, I think that these two are $8 is a lot. It really is. It's it's almost worth it for these two. Uh, but if you can end up getting it, it, it is worth it. But you end up where. Dad, can I have these shoes? Well, how much are they? $8. I don't know, son. $8 is a lot. Put yeah, them back. Yeah. But can I get this comic? <laughs> but yeah, so they end up I where. I son. You end up with this whole thing no going down. No matter what down. it is, just in your mind, $8 yeah. is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Well, for a comic book. And people don't seem to like that. But I'd sooner read these, these two stories, Grifter and the Red Hood stuff. I'd sooner get that than some of these hundred page things that they charge 10 bucks for. So with that, you end up having Grifter just being an embarrassment. Cole is an embarrassment to Lucius just is like, why do I end up hiring you and whatnot? But he does say, I don't know what it is. I kind of like you. Like he needs that edge to him and he is there to protect them. And Cole can do the job. Uh, but then they end up leaving. They're going home and Cole, you know, is just sitting there. And, and Cole is one of those guys. He really doesn't have anything to do. And Lucius says, why didn't you talk to that girl that you've been talking to? I heard you talking to at one point. And he's like, ah, she's from out of this world, from well, another Cole planet. Cole has plenty to do, but Cole's going to well, act like he's got nothing to do. I think the, the whole problem thing is, is he doesn't have a lot except this meeting with He's the working penguin. with the penguin and Mrs. Freeze, Nora Freeze. I'm like, that is pretty cool to have yeah. that right out of the gate for what we're dealing with here, especially for how it ends when Nora Freeze is freaking yeah, bot. Yeah. How disappointing it is was. that? I, though, I got you. to that point because we have Mrs. Freeze. She has had one appearance, not a lot of fanfare with Tomasi's run with this whole thing. Like it didn't really play out as well as no, it should have anyway. She just Half went away. It makes sense. Once it went away, and now she's back for a grifter story in a, an anthology book and dead right on my mind. Yeah. Well, nobody wanted to play with that character. And it's funny because it's a, it's kind of a weird thing. She looks thing. so cool. Oh, she does. It's kind of a weird thing. Like Matthew Rosemary gets the best Pun of intended. both worlds. He ends up, yes. He ends up getting to look real smart with it. I'm telling you, I ended up tweeting him and saying, that's a pretty good deal. You actually paid attention and went and had this character that I didn't think we'd ever see again. But then you reset it at the end by killing her, which a lot of people wouldn't mind. And now you end up having 
the whole deal with Mr. Freeze, which we saw might have a little connection with Cole back in the day when he was fighting. But the idea, though, is Mr. Freeze just having Team Six with Cole Cash on there fighting Mr. Freeze in Midway City. Like these elements do not add up. The thing that I like about this, though, by the end, and we still have a bit to go, but the idea that there is poor Mr. Freeze. What's his deal now? Because he ended up giving He's his wife free. What he, are you talking he about? He gave his wife the freeze powers, right? Thinking they could Saved team her, up. Jim. And she Saved ended up her. throwing shade at him and then pretty much beating him up and leaving. Now he can get mad again. Jim, he can pretend that didn't happen. He'll just be mad that she got murdered now. You get what, the, it's you get him back. be like Professor Pig where he has just a makeshift, you know, like barbed wire, mud, and freaking <laughs> like, you know, funny. sticks from no, like, for, like saying, for what his mother's representation. He was probably like, like gonna I'm just Nora. saying Mr. Freeze was just like, oh, man, that Nora, I wasted all my time. When he finds out that she's been murdered, he has an M.O. again. He's mad that she was murdered. He doesn't have to build her again. He's just now, mad Jim, that somebody murdered her. Was she bad because of the like the brain damage, or was she always bad, Jim? I think that she was drawn that way, Eric. Uh, maybe the brain damage with that, because remember, he, he took a little fewer or extra steps at that one I really point. think like he should be going after Lex Luthor, especially now that he's not maybe. an apex predator. Well, now with all that, just to... Really spell it out. You said it. It was in Tomasi's Detective Comics if you wanted to find out all that about Nora Freeze. It was this little story that kind of confused us a bit of why they were even doing it. But it still worked better than pre-Flashpoint Nora Freeze when she was brought back to life with the Lazarus pits and absorbed all the energy and became the Lazara. Yeah, that's true. Or was (laughs) it as good as when Scott Snyder made it that it was never Mr. Freeze's wife? And ended up that uh, he was just psycho. Wasn't, wasn't Nora Freeze in that, like, from, like, the 1940s or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, was, he is like, you know, she was frozen by her parents because she had a disease. And, uh, and then he just, just fell, fell in love with her. her. Yeah. Years, decades later. Yeah, he just fell in love with her because she was frozen. Hello, uh, beautiful ice hello woman. Hello there, ice cubes. Look at you, tall drink of it water. It was cold as ice oh, to me, but that's okay. Cold as ice. You end up where... <laughs> Uh, Grifter goes off to meet up with the penguin, goes to a bar. That's a known penguin bar. He just walks in. He ends up talking a little, getting a bottle. Eric, he's pissed that they, he's not going to finish it, all that. But he ends up being taken to the back room, and that's where we get the pat down. And we have the humor of, uh, you clean? Yeah, I'm clean. Oh, forgot about that. It's a gun. Then, oh, that's for show. It's a Bowie knife. Then he has this little switchblade type thing. That's, count that? It's kind of like a uh, Swiss Army knife. You can count. Then a Derringer. The little teeny. That was a gift. And then. The grenade. grenade. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. And then, okay, here we go. Any more? And I'm waiting for him. I, I don't like, know. Ooh, I don't know if you, if you buy me a drink, sailor. Uh, but you get the, uh, uh, from beyond the panel, he's fine. It is Penguin. And you end up having, am I supposed to call you to Cobblepot or to Penguins? And you have Nora there looking badass, really looking like she is. So, and that would really piss off Mr. Freeze, I think, that she's working with the Penguin, even if it's for just, you know, some hired goon thing but you end up where they're talking about it and such a cool have... idea though because you have the penguin a cold I'm about to say cold blooded yeah. obviously that's not right but like a cold animal to deal with like a Mrs. Yeah. Freeze the cold thing so whenever you have these kind of team ups like that because of like you know the temperature wise whatever yeah. it is I like it just you because like it's that. silly enough to make sense icicle shows up hey. I have my Imagine X freaking you know like uh, play sets like that with the Mr. Freeze and the penguin stuff they're the exact same play sets just painted differently yeah. because they're the same motif I like the idea that penguins like now I can save on electricity i'm just gonna have nora make that iceberg lounge real cold but yeah he ends up saying why hey. does he have this shady ass freaking like cd bar when he has the iceberg lounge like i understand well, that he might want to diversify and have a bunch of real estate property but why a real why shady I think, bar <laughs> i actually think because batman says at, as if penguin has a bunch of these like i saw yet one of them 
because we do end up seeing, and we didn't even say it, as he goes in, you see the shadow of Batman watching Grifter get out of the limo and go into the bar. And uh, But I think that this is almost like the bad guys, not safe houses, but the way that you can drum up some business, find out some shit and stuff, and then, I don't know. This is where you get your goons? He likes, yeah, it's the goon factory. He ends up, I think that he also likes to, you know, go somewhere else besides the Iceberg Lounge to fuck them penguins, Eric. You gotta do that somewhere else. You gotta stop saying that. Tom uh, King is a monster. Don't go with him. (laughs) Uh, So you end up, though, where he says, I've been, and this is Penguin, says, I've been looking into some things. Why everywhere I look, the name Marlo keeps coming up, and boy, Grifter freaks out. He ends up running like lickety split, gets this guy's gun, and now we have a standoff with everybody ready to do shooting and a fighting and a icicle shootings. And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) I've looked at Nora. She's not really doing much. And she's even being held back by the one guy. And he's like, I thought you're a businessman. I thought we were going to do business. And it looks like they did. We don't really get to see what that is. You would assume the old quick stop. He did. You, You assume with this that. You know, this is, you know, Grifter doing his own little, you know, detecting that it's not exactly on the bad side of things, but he's going to get his hands dirty, figure out some stuff. That's why he's an interesting character. But also, I like the idea, too, that he's never going to be one to say, well, well, Batman, I'm doing this and this and this and this. I mean, it's Grifter and he has a reputation where he doesn't want people to call him Grifter, but he does like that reputation, it seems. But he comes out. You have He's that voice, man. yeah, and the voice goes, hey. And him you know, being the comment like that, I really want to see a Grifter-Constantine team up. Uh, yeah, it would be good, and I'd actually love it. Like, in this alley, when he lights up the smoke, I wish somebody would come by. You got a lot of nerve, Constantine, because he looks just <laughs> oh, like him, doesn't he? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Grifter. Uh, but yeah, he ends up where he's talking about this deal. Hey, it could have been worse. He's talking to the, you know, the girl in his earpiece, and then he says, I got some company. She says, why don't you come over? Because I'm horny. And so we got to figure it out. And he's like, no, no, we talked about this. We're not doing that. But I have somebody on me. It is Batman. And you end up, and this fight is extended. It really is. But I like a lot of it. I'm telling you, when Grifter is just flinging punches, just haymakers, left, right, left, right. And Batman doesn't even stop his sentence while he's dodging because Batman is so badass here. And then Grifter's badass, but he is doing everything he can cheating trying to go he kicks him in the balls but one of the best moves i've ever seen i've never seen this is where they end up rolling in their next to a car and he's going to shoot into the gas tank of the car to blow it up and he he lies he keeps lying to batman i'm fireproof are you batman's like you're not you're a freaking liar you have a rag on your face fair enough and just the idea though that he opens up that gas cap and he's going to shoot into the car i've never actually seen that and i think that is such a badass move the problem here is that Batman, Batman, I don't know, but Batman is just there to tell him to watch out for Halo. He wasn't even there. He just wanted to know what he was doing in the Penguin's bar. He says, what were you doing in one of the Penguin's bars? Eh, you know, I was meeting my friend Jack Daniels. And I think your dad said that line a lot, right? He, he liked no, that. No, no, he was I a vodka cranberry baby. man. Okay, well, he's like, I'm meeting my friends, vodka and cranberry. They're like, why are you even playing this game? Uh, but yeah, and then he just says, you know, be careful. Going to the strip club. Man. Okay, daddy. And, and with that, the thing that I like here, too, is that there's Batman who wants to know what Grifter's up to, obviously. But he has some info. Watch out. Halo's playing you. But then also has that in the background where... He is, Grifter is protecting, you know, one of Batman's best friends, too. And Lucius, though, we think that he might be dipping into some weird shit now. And maybe all of them are being duped, but whatnot. 
But yeah, you end up with this fight. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought that it was real fun, especially as the Deadpool thing that we talked about at the beginning, where he's trying to figure out Batman's well, it's name. Even the whole thing, not even that, because even when he goes to kick Batman in the balls, it's like when Deadpool in the movie yeah, tried to is. kick Colossus, Colossus in the balls. It's what, very nothing? much. So if you wanted to throw shit, but I liked it. I liked it, no, especially fun. to get some people in. Now, up until this point, you're not getting a lot of the Grifton. Yeah, he went into the Penguin deal. He, he's you know, working that, for Lucius and playing him and for doing all stuff to go into like secret territory within Wayne Enterprises. That's when we get the grifting, and that's why I liked it. I, I ended up thinking, okay, this is a lot of fun. But once he and I well, didn't he's sit playing there all thinking, these angles because yeah. whatever he's doing with the Penguin, on top of whatever he's oh, doing yeah. with you know the Wildstorm characters, Team Six, Marlowe, whatever that is, whoever he's talking to, he has all these freaking irons in the fire with what he's doing while keeping up appearances of being a Fox family bodyguard. Yeah, and he realizes that Batman is onto him a bit. And even looking out for him a little, but also Lucius seems to be on to things and things like that. So when you go from this, you do get, you know, a, a pretty quick little deal. He's grifting the whole time, but I do like seeing that he's there. He falls asleep. <laughs> Lucius is talking to him about this new, you know, My protocol deal uh, that the whole building can be locked down. I'm sure that will play out by the end with that. And then he falls asleep and he's like, hey, my boy, he wakes up. Whoa, whoa. And like you have him with this black eye. And now we get more of the jokes where he's like, hey, that girl last night, she gave you that. Whoa. You know, uh, Sarah from HR said that my boss is not allowed to ask me about my sex life. There's no Sarah in HR. Oh, is it Laura? And he just goes on. But he goes off and, and Lucius says, take take the afternoon off. He keeps giving him off. But he goes and walks around the corner with a coffee, spills it on a security guard and grabs his clearance badge. That's where I thought was really cool. And then, again, he knows. And you could sit there and say, okay, he knew exactly the level he had to, you know, all that stuff that he's done his work. And he goes in and gets into this, you know, hidden room there, this thing. And you do end up seeing a bunch of computer stuff and says, I think Fox knows Ooh, about computers. me. Computers. Multi-monitor, yeah. so you know yeah. it's important. Oh, my God. Look at that. I mean, you play a heck of one of those new games like Halo 2. Eric, see Halo. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was what Batman yeah, was saying. <laughs> Watch about Halo because it made Jim sick when he played the first. And, and so you have that. And it's cool that he says, Lucius must know about me. But then we go off later that night. And it is a weird kind of ending, but I like it. You end up having Nightwing showing up with Batman. When he has the, well, I'm saying when Nightwing shows up with Batman in that first panel we see him, doesn't he just really look like Rick Grayson, Cabby Nightwing here? Yeah, he does. He really does. But yeah, they I was like, what, what game are we playing? And then I realized, well, oh, it's just a weird angle. I like the game, though, that they're playing because Batman, he always has to win. <laughs> Batman's like, you're getting slow. Because you know that he came afterwards. He wasn't first. He wasn't well, there. I know this one thing. Not only that, but he's like, Nora Freeze had a run in with a man who calls himself the Grifter. I'm like, how do you know this? And no, yeah. he did not. Yeah, I guess maybe he was watching a little more of what was going on. And the, the run in, I mean, they did have a she standoff. She happened to be in a place. But we didn't see what happened after that. Maybe we'll see a little more of what happened in that meeting. Maybe Nora free, you know, got pissed off and said, I don't like him or whatever. Yeah, you shut up. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that seems to be where Batman's going with the grifters. But I like that Nightwing's there like 10 minutes early. And then you end up where Batman sneaks up and goes, you're getting slow. And he's like, oh, man, I thought I was the first one here. Nope. 
You lose again, Dick Grayson. Uh, but yeah, you end up. So we end the issue with Nora Freeze dead, dead in the Gotham River and Batman believing that Grifter has something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame that she's dead. Already. Bye, Mrs. Freeze. All right, bye. But yeah, overall, a overall, I'm going to go with the idea that I think that this is worth it. Uh, all of the things. So. Oh, no, Red Hood and Grifter make this entire and, thing worthwhile yeah. in the wrong one. I, I gave it a nine out of ten. That's how much I like those two stories. I didn't mind the Harley Poison Ivy as much as you did the, the batman and the outsiders was down but again the two bigger stories and the stories that are going to go on the longest you end up having red hood as a, a six issue and the grifters a five so we're going to get a bunch of one shots tied in like that you know the harley poison ivy as we go and i think that the batman outsiders is three issue deal but i liked it enough to give it a nine and, and hopefully people will give it a shot for those two stories and maybe they'll like the other two a little more than us but i loved it i thought it was great what would you give it the art for every individual you know story that we're dealing with here, I liked all yeah, of it, all the too. way through. Everything works very good throughout the comic. I just the Harley Quinn. If you're a big fan of her or Poison Ivy, it's fine. It's just you, you'll know exactly what you're going to get because that's all you've read for years now with these two, or even, even with watched the, the Harley Quinn's TV series. Yeah, yeah, that's all you've watched. Hey, you know what? Harley loves Poison Ivy. I'm like the hell you say? Yeah, that sort of story is just nonsense. She gave her a Poison is, Ivy plant, Eric. I, I, I don't Ivy understand plan. what they're doing with either of their stories, but the Grifter Red Hood, great stuff. Eight out of ten for me. Yeah, I really liked it, but we're going to go off now to the mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no human. It is mail with Eric, but I have the mail, Eric. I'm not letting you get it. Uh, That was Dancing Mike right there. And I talked to Dancing Mike this week. He had just listened to our two back pop culture podcast. He just got to that. And he wanted to let me and you know that he is not a big fan of Iron Maiden. Remember when we were talking about (laughs) the whole deal with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Remember when it was the people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and we were talking about Iron Maiden and if they should be in it. And I said, woo, Dancing Mike's going to get mad at you. If he's, he said he never has bought an Iron Maiden album, though. He respects them, but he doesn't really listen to them, Eric. And I All said, right. that's kind of how I am with it. But I still well, hate Bruce Dickinson out, but... for his fencing. I don't need that, Eric. The nerve of him being good at two things. I don't like that. I'm waiting where, for you to be good at one thing. is he? That's why I'm mad at people with two. Let me get to one first before you start showing off. The, the Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden has lapped my ass, Eric, in the abilities category. I don't know. Here we go, Eric. It is the mail. And if you want to be part of the mail, and star of the show like Eric and J-Man, you can email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. I was afraid I was going to get that wrong. I did not, Eric. Good. Because I'm, I'm as good as Bruce Dickinson. Look at Maybe me. Not. I'm a fencer and a heavy metal singer. Ooh la la. Look at me. Oh, I hate him. Uh, and J-Man says, hey, Jim. And I, I mean Bruce Dickinson, not J-Man, Eric. Uh, he says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? I was busy with work today. The end. That'd be great. That's like a manship. Yeah. I was busy at work today and then got attacked by three hyenas and a cougar. 
And I just had the urge to email the best goddamn comic podcast for DC Comics. Oh, yeah? Who was that? I don't know, but then he got back to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. We, we should have been like a 1950s old-time radio team, Eric. We would have been great. Like 1920s vaudeville. Oh, hey, there. Hey, you going to hunt bear? No, I'm going to dress in the nines. Oh, my goodness, there. After one year of craziness, things in comics are starting to return to normal, he says. The Batman-centric titles are ramping up. Batman, Detective Comics. What do you mean Batman, ramping Detective, up? They've never ramped down. Batman, Batman, <laughs> Batman Urban Legends. Batman Black and White. Legends of the Dark Knight. Batman Catwoman. The next Batman, Second Son. Did I miss any title? You, you just, I'm sure you did. Probably because it's 99% of them. Q Twitter rage right now of people. Oh, what is it? This one guy goes. Why don't they just call it the Batman comics? This was this week. And then somebody said, well, somebody put, well, it is DC comics. That stands for detective. Yeah, I know it's detective comics, comics. I ended up putting the gif of that is so tired. (laughs) I ended up like, I don't need your nonsense. I'm more of a gif guy. I I think now I've learned more from Stork from Stork. And now when you're in the game, Eric, at one point, I like to, and you'll laugh at this, where I claim to you that using animated GIFs was prop comedy on Twitter. I used to say I was a good prop comic because I had the, the just, you know, some good Yes, GIFs you're the there. carrot top of Twitter. I was. The Spider-Man titles are ramping up as well, he says, Eric. Despite, is there a Ben Riley Scarlet Spider book out? I don't know. Is there? Uh, no. Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> he says Amazing Spider-Man, which is going <laughs> weekly in June. Very weekly, Eric. Fun, fun issue this week. He ended up changing up the suit. People lost their minds, but there what was kind? a twist to it. Uh, so I, I, he actually changed up from diamonds to clubs. Eric, that was the suit change. This, these are the jokes there. The, the, right, he also fine, says, "I'll look it up myself." He also, what the new suit? Yeah. Oh, it's it just how am I going to explain it? It looks like a know. video game suit. It's, it's blue. This is a, we we describe books all the time. What what's kind? going on? Okay, I'll say it. It's got like blue stuff. It's oh, this got, is okay. I see what it is now. People it looks were all like upset a video when they first game. announced this, and I yeah. thought it was actually kind of cool because I love it when they do change things up like this. Because even the black okay. suit in the eighties, or even when you had the yeah. Iron Spider-Man suit in the in the early two thousand or mid two thousands, I thought that was a cool ass suit. And Ben Riley's original suit, I thought was amazing. Oh, Ben! It all all roads lead back to Ben Riley here. Uh, you end up where the suit is kind of a dupe to people because Peter does not make it himself. It's not even something he wants. Nora Winners ends up paying Spider Man a big sum of money to wear the suit so that she can stream live feeds and do things on the Twitter and money. the social media. And with that. You hate when things happen like that. You know, the whole social media thing, you get the Burnside back row and stuff like that. But where it is funny to me is the idea where, you know, Spider-Man kind of stays around that same age for a while or whatnot. But he does act as old as his character really is. He does not know how things work in the social media. While you end up having J. Jonah Jameson, who is old, ends up loving it and taking to it so much. So Peter has no idea how this goes but i thought that it was a pretty fun issue i still want to know more about kindred eric and the best thing is eric can barely remember how long it was since he was on the marvel podcast and he was dealing with (laughs) kindred back there that's how crazy that is but nonstop spider-man i ended up talking to my french friend not pepe lepew because he was canceled i said hey hey uh francois 
couldn't think of a French name, Eric. Hey, hey, Francois, Pierre. what do you think of that nonstop Spider-Man? And he said, his les garbage is what he said. So it wasn't me, but that book's there's a Miles Compotel. Morales, Spider-Man. I like that. And Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow. Holy moly, I don't even know what that is. Along with several wallet-emptying Spider and Bat comics, we also are getting many events, line-wide reboot of sorts from Marvel, Eric. So I gotta check. I'm telling you, the thing is, like <laughs> as a kid, if I had some money, these are what I was spending on. You know, yeah. there's a there's a green like a Kyle Rayner Green Lantern book, maybe a Justice League, but for the majority of it, I'm going to buy some Spider Man books and some like and Batman that. books and maybe some Justice League books, but well, and X Men books. I mean, uh, like Uncanny yeah. X Men always for so me. So what but you're this, saying is you're buying everything. I there. no no the thing is there was a reason these characters are popular and oh, always yeah. have been popular, and you know these are the like why are we pushing because they sell. I, I didn't tell everybody this and it's more of a marvel announcement anyway but uh at this moment eric is binging on the hickman x-men and will be joining me on the marvel podcast the what now (laughs) i said i read on kenny x-men that'd be so is it me or does heroes reborn seem like an excuse for marvel to make a new universe with amalgamated characters who seem oddly similar to characters of the dc side that's not just you. That's what it is. It's I don't even know why characters. Marvel would say, hey, everybody, remember that Heroes Reborn stuff we fought no. in the late 90s that everybody hated? We're going to call it the same thing and well, hope that you don't remember. I'm like, don't say shit like that. Just You pick a new that's name. That's like a Bendis move, right? This it is. I, I thought that this um, Heroes Reborn, because it is uh, Jason Aaron, and it's going through the Avengers book, and the big tagline was, what if the world had no Avengers? And my joke is we haven't since Jason Aaron's been writing that shitty Avengers book, Eric, because they're never in that. I just think that he doesn't really like to write straight-up Avengers stuff. And once BC Avengers things, up, too. Eh, they're kind of hanging. He ended up having a little <laughs> BC X-Men at one point to find out with the fiery Phoenix back in the day, Eric. And, and that ends up, get this, spoiler alert, the Phoenix Force is Thor's mother. This is the garbage I have to go through a lot of times by myself. I need my Eric Shea. I need you to, to make me sane. Ah, but he says, if you're tired of Batman but love the DC character archetypes, you can buy into our overpriced comics event and single issues with five to ten variant covers each. Now, with that, done just and done. quick here with J-Man, the idea of Heroes Reborn isn't as bad as you think because it is very contained in a couple books that are only those books. Like, you're not going to get, it seems like, a daredevil getting taken over, one of the books you like. They have specific books, and if you want to avoid it, you can. Now, talk about the game. And he's talking about all this. When well, they bring him back Spider-Boy, because that's all I want to read. I want Spider-Bite, Eric. If you want to see me cry, bring back Spider-Bite. I will cry my eyes out. Uh, with this, though, you end up at the point <laughs> where I'm telling you, I do. I'm a very emotional I sit down here and I end up having a picture, a framed picture that Tanya got for the bir- my birthday a couple years ago, where it is a drawn Thing with the weird science DC Comics logo and stuff like that that her and Reggie ended up getting for me. And I look at it and I get so sad about Reggie and my wife not talking to me. Well, like, oh my you talk about the idea of making cry. It just upsets me all the time because what are you Kevin Smith now? Because even when they had the whole WandaVision, the final episode, I follow Kevin Smith on Facebook and what I see all the time is a close-up of his face after yeah. he just got done crying Listen. for an hour. I'm like, why is all your reviews just you weeping? Kevin Me Smith? or are you still Stop Kevin it. Smith? What I have Both of you. It, now, it's just when you end up having things happen, I get a little misty eyed. I, you know, and he does over everything. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm telling you, most of the time, I'm just a dead stare with a, a cold oh, black look, heart. Kevin Smith's crying again. It just means that he watched something. Oh my god, he just read his laundry list. He he made up his grocery list. Eggs. Stop oh, smoking oh weed. Oh my god, I don't have cheese. Uh, but 
I'm saying with J-Man talking about all this, he doesn't seem to bring up King and Black, which is going on now, hard and heavy. And that's an event that has like 60 freaking issues and it's taking over everything. And it's gone on too long, too many issues. And I'm, I'm bored with it. On the DC side. We're getting anniversaries for characters who I could swear already had giant size anniversary issues a couple of years ago. Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman. And what is it with these special miniseries around the character drawn in two colors, he says. Batman Black yeah, and White. That Batman Black and White has been a classic thing. So they just they ended up going a little too far. They with it. I don't buy it too. They're like they have Jim Warner, brown and brown is what mine was. And Change it's underwear. Great. And that's all it's about. Brown and yellow. All right, that's good. You got a palette no. there. Batman Black and White, Wonder Woman Black and Gold, Superman Blue and Red, Wolverine Black, White and Blood, proving that Logan is the best that ever did it gimmicks. by adding a third color, though. I have to tell somebody on Twitter this as well. The gimmick was done before with the Harley Black, White and Red. So it wasn't Logan, though. The whole blood part is cool. I also enjoy. The He's crunch- just taking over from Kiss thing, you know, putting their blood in the ink. Damn right. That's pretty cool, right? The only comic that could give you hepatitis. I am also annoying or enjoying the crime syndicate. <laughs> I am Freudian also slip. annoying, but he <laughs> likes the crime syndicate so far. I'm, I'm waiting to see Superwoman force President Queen into some insane, furying S&M bondage fetish sexual encounter and have Dinah show book. up to take on Superwoman to get back her man. Might not be your man there. I liked uh, Ultraman's old backstory from Forever Evil where he tortures his parents for a while instead of outright leaving them. I like John Stewart as powering over that weak dipshit version of Hal Jordan. I we love don't Harold agree. Jordan, that's how what, much of a weak dipshit he was. That's what makes him great. That's that's yeah. what makes the power ring so cool. I did not like this week's Wonder Woman. Who is she now, Eric? A Norse god version of Tom Cruise? Is it? And rinse, die, and repeat? You like that movie, right? I do, actually. I didn't know what the hell you were getting out the whole thing with uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. They made a big mistake by putting the die, rinse, and die, and whatever, what they had on (laughs) that. You don't even know what it is. You ended up having it on on the poster, and it was bigger than the actual name and on the DVD. Did you guys like Swamp Thing number one, Eric? It was all right. Yeah, it was okay. I liked the art and the way the story was told. We did talk about it last week, right? Nobody listens. Okay. That that I've I've realized, but I don't know where Ram V is going with this new bear of the green. Neither do we. It's like Eric asking me questions about Jason Todd's mother. Is it Levi? Right? Uh, did either of you check out Eniac number one, Eric? Eniac number one. It's a Matt Kent book. They have a I'm new. Saying, company. I don't even know what you're saying to me. I, I think that it, I was talking about some baby formula or something. No, it's a book Eniac. that came out, and it ended up being a big thing. How do you spell that? Uh, E-N-I-A-C. And it's a big thing because they ended up trying to make this spell, company. Son, read it. They, they made this whole deal where <laughs> uh, that it's a company that's supposed to be for the people, but then they only released a couple first edition prints, but then those got bought up, and then we're selling out the ones. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody. And they don't have digital releases and things like that. I can't read them real comics. Don't sleep on this series, like the kids say, Eric, even though it's not DC. Yeah, I'm sleeping on it, man. Yeah, I think that you've been asleep on, on that. I love Matt. I got I actually a lot like of Matt DC Kent. comics to keep on reading to make sure I can have half-brained ideas, you know, for yeah. anything that we're dealing with going forward. Forty issues of House of Mystery. Forty-four. I, uh, but the ENIAC, manual in there. <laughs> if I do end up getting back to the indie podcast on Patreon, ENIAC is one of those, and also that Scott Snyder, Noctora, whatever it is, would be. And check out Tankers, number one, next month from Robert. Venditti, and I don't have a sound effect for that, Eric. And uh, I don't know, tankers? What is that? Is that like the 
you know, different version of the TV show Cheaters the or something, right? world of truck tank truck drivers. Is it? Oh, I, <laughs> I, I actually thought that you were on the site <laughs> looking up Enneag. I'm like, really? Like, I don't need that. I need something. Tankers. Tankers. What it is about, Eric, is those guys who end up throwing games, they tank it at the end, and they get together to form a suicide squad. I don't know. But you always told me you were a tanker. I just thought you weren't good from the get-go, though. No, I was no tanker. I was yelling at Logan the other day. He says, I'm so nervous that if the game came down to the end that I wouldn't be able to make a shot. So I think I'd bench myself. And I'm like, you shut your mouth. I got Why so angry. Play? That's what I said. I said, stop right now. Don't even go to the Y and start practicing your nonsense. You are ridiculous. And I, I was screaming. He was getting so upset at me and asking why I was so mad. But that's bullshit. I don't like that shit. Do you have tankers? Do you know what tankers is? I do. It's just a really ro- long write-up for the first preview, and okay. I don't want to read all this. But all right. it seems like the, C- the CEO of a global energy conglomerate, Greenleaf Oil, has just discovered a terrifying secret. The planet only has a decade or less of petroleum left before it's gone forever. I'm like, yeah. yawn. Yeah. <laughs> J-Man's like, you jerk. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. I, well, don't we have electric cars yet in that future? No. Uh, don't we? I'm, I'm but pl- he has a plan to I'm make sure his great-great-grandchildren ha- can continue to generate maximum shareholder value oh my God. and secure his own legacy in the process what? rather than develop a game-changing renewable re- energy resource through the power of corporate innovation, Greenleaf has perfected the next best thing. Time travel, duh. Oh, I thought so it was soiling green. Of, I'm telling you, this whole idea, we want to go is sit down. Is this written down, by Van Diddy or is it written by Al Gore? Uh, what's Time going travel, on duh. So that a team of six field rack, constra- like field rack contractors armed to the teeth and individually customized mech suits can go back to the Cretaceous period, tweak the trajectory of the meteor that killed the dinosaurs, and give mankind another 500 millennia worth of oil reserves. Really? It's, it's, what what happens when you're reading a solicitor that confuses you? Are you you're going with that? Is so that as it, I'm looking then? at the cover, there's a there's a gigantic <laughs> mecha standing on a pile of okay. dinosaur bodies like that. as a freaking co- like asteroid is coming down to Earth. Oh no. They, Pretty cool to cover, actually. They're the asteroid, Eric, all along. The Think asteroid of was inside and her freaking, of And her suit and aliens okay. kind of thing, just killing Sexy. dinosaurs and standing on yeah, them. Yeah, that's cool. It's like Turok meets aliens, Eric, right? Turok. Wasn't that already Turok? Yeah, he just went around with spears and shit. <laughs> if I remember right, the one I played, right? And yeah, bow and arrow and stuff like that. But yeah. They had a go. gun that shot a ball out that drilled into your brain. Yeah, that was pretty that was Turok, cool. too. Yeah, it's the only reason I, I played that game. I'm telling you, if you want some crazy, crazy weapons and stuff, go back and play Odd World, uh, the one with the Stranger or something, like Stranger's Wrath or something. It was I didn't really play cool. the first Odd World. Did they ever get no, any that better? Was, no, they did. This was an open world deal where you ended up collecting animals to use as I weapons. I never what I was supposed to ammo. do in that game. Yeah, I think it was like something Wrath like of Echo something. the Dolphin for me, too. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that, that game was bullshit. <laughs> I, I sat there and, and started eating more tuna. After playing Echo the Dolphin, hoping that somehow those nets would catch those dolphins and it could be ended. Then, Eric, that's how much I hated that game. That game was nothing. I just ended up on my, all Lobo. right, I'm, I'm swimming around. I don't like swimming in real life, really. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting doing my it sonar here. Just at this orca and he might say something or there's a gem over here and it might say something now, that I don't understand. With that. I would like to play semen right now and not not be semen that me and you play, uh, but the game where that fish 
that's just a monstrosity talk shit on you. Do you need the microphone? I believe you that? do with the yeah. Dreamcast and stuff. I love that's the Dreamcast, though. Yeah, it really is a time. <laughs> to play money. semen. Oh, my God. Oh, semen. <laughs> we miss you, semen. Ah, yes, but thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jamin. You got says, that for the Switch yet? He says that's it for <laughs> now. Over. <laughs> I don't think so. They ended up, you know, doing that and then getting that mecha game that had that huge-ass cockpit controller. Oh, that was crazy, too. <laughs> that's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in 7 Thank or you, 14 or 21. It's J-Man from Half Moon Bay, and that is the mail. Again, if you want to, you know, tickle our fancy and write an email us at weirdsciencedc.com. We might talk about semen. G- semen does come up quite often there, Eric. Uh, but with that, we're going to go off to finish up the podcast with Wonder Woman. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is Well that's just every shake Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hubcap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well that's just every shake and Eric Shea's here with me to finish up this Hale podcast with one book, one Wonder Woman book in a trip off to Asgard. Eric, we're off to Asgard. Let's see who might be Aren't there. We just off to Valhalla. We are at get get to Valhalla at one point, but at one point you have Siegfried yell, "Welcome to Asgard!" He's all excited though, Eric. But really, the action always would happen in Valhalla. But this is Wonder Woman. 770 written by michael w conrad and becky clunan he's put becky in her place eric that's behind him now in the credits art by travis moore great art i think the art is spectacular colors by tamra bon villon she blocked us eric and letters by pat brousseau we also have a backup story written by jordi belair art by paulina donachow colors by kendall good and letters by becky carey and that story we probably won't spend a lot of time on, Eric. That backup. But what are you going to do with a lot of that? She rides jumper. Wants to damn do some right more stuff. she does jumper. But Diana is in Asgard, and it sounds pretty cool to me. As we expand the mythology involved with Wonder Woman even more, I thought Clunan and Conrad. I'm not putting Conrad first. I don't care what he does. I don't care how he plays this game, Eric. I'm putting him second. Did a good job of setting up a couple of mysteries here, one of which could bring on Ragnarok. After being down on their future state Wonder Woman stuff, I'm glad to see they saved the good stuff for the regular run so far. Oh, and by the way, Siegfried is a damn good-looking guy. Eric, he is sexy. As far as he's backup no goes, in future state. I don't know. He's pretty good. But as far as backups go, it's a cute look at young Diana that might give me a tiny bit of the Legend of Wonder Woman look that I love so much. But I think it might be a little too cute and nothingness for most people, especially with the darker kind of deal with Wonder Woman being the warrior princess here as she goes off to Asgard and ends up, you know, going through their daily fighting, ends up in Valhalla, things like that. And what I do like about this, because it does kind of ape a little of what happened to Aquaman. You end up on that, you know, island of the ocean gods. The old sea gods. Yeah, I'm right away. I like this setting a little better. The whole Asgard deal. This this is a way better in my mind because while you had Arthur and that just, you know, come to a random island with amnesia with old sea gods and have to do this whole thing up. Here we have this gigantic story because I was wondering how you could have a Wonder Woman book with a character who, you know, sacrificed herself and was ascended to this extra cosmic, like uh, uh, cosmic being. And now she is just here in Asgard, in Valhalla, 
replaying, you know, pretty much, you know, like as guardian heaven over and over again through the battle. Then we, you know, feast. And I'm like, she doesn't know who she is or why she's here or why she knows, does know certain things or doesn't know other things. When you get put in this whole other situation dealing with other, you know, mythologies and stuff like that, it's a cool way to do something new with Wonder Woman, but also you can uh, take your time to talk because it is to a degree like, you know, Aquaman where he had amnesia. She seems to have the same way for what she is like, but she is in the sphere of the gods being able to do new things and new cool ways as Wonder Woman. But like as the progression goes, I look forward to finding out what we have and what this means and to that's, an extended Wonder Woman. That's the thing is you set it up where in the Aquaman, and I, I think that a lot of people will compare it to that, and I think that a lot of people might write it off because of it, because more, most people didn't like it as much as we did, and you didn't even love it at first. Not at first, but no. Got with better. that, you end up having some, you know, cool characters that you could recognize, but also it fits. Dude. Well, you get Thor. You see him, and I'm like, there's I, Thor, I, I but people know Thor, who it is. I don't recognize him. Well, I'm saying this is the well, Norse mythology that you can if, go with that it might even look Siegfried, more like him. If Siegfried didn't tell me that this dude was Thor, I wouldn't have known that was no, Thor. No, but that's the thing. It is. And you have this going on. But with that, you're going to have the opportunity to maybe have a bunch of different characters. But what I like about this is, yeah, Wonder Woman doesn't remember quite everything. She remembers some bits and pieces of herself. I used to be, you know, invulnerable. I used to be more. And I'm not anymore. It's funny because like that's that. the thing is she remembers that after her second death because the whole thing where she keeps running in front of things like the idea in her mind because of the muscle memory where she would run in front of danger like this because she was invulnerable and now she just keeps dying i don't understand why am i dying what is going on right now why does this feel different than any other thing that i should know at this point in time and and the thing is this could go on forever as long as ragnarok doesn't come but there's other things at play here that are causing some problems and she also gets this vision that really looks to me like superman flying but even like a aquaman who maybe is like i died so i know like he's swimming it's a weird deal of somebody flying or swimming or whatnot trying to get a hold of her and saying this isn't real like well, you have to break is, out of this in my mind it's a vision that keeps coming to diana every time she's like you know every killed time in she's killed and, and stuff back, like that yeah. before she's respawned in the feasting halls about how but this whole thing's like like uh well now you've done it i get it this place is kind of cool even the idea where they are piercing the veil of the sphere of the gods into the skylands here where diana is and telling her all of this is wrong everything you're dealing with right now is like you're in the wrong place, the wrong time. I'm not sure why it's happening, but you can't stay here. Your power, they, there. And it becomes this big mystery about why Diana is here and what is she doing? And who is this mysterious person trying to pierce the veil to talk to her, telling her, this is all wrong. You can't stay here. But on top of that, having the idea from this little squirrel thing, which I had the name a second ago. I don't have it anymore because it's it's a talking squirrel. It is a whole thing. It's Ratatosk. Where, and it just looks like a Pokemon. I choose you, Ratatosk. Yeah, it does. But the whole thing is like the, has it's the messenger of the Tree of Life, and just wants to tell yep. Diana, yeah, because the Tree of Life. Still. Yeah, I'm not going to even try tree. to say it. I say it too but, much. Uh, I am a Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil, yeah. So the Tree of Life is dying. It's going to cause Ragnarok. It's going to be a whole big problem if we don't figure out how to save the Tree of Life. Yeah, and even with that, I like that it goes with, and I'm like. Okay, people are going to be like, oh, here we go. Like some people still don't realize that Thor is just out there for anybody because it is mythology and stuff like that. Uh, So when you go, though, I like when you end up having them say, hey, this nobody knows about the tree. Uh, You know, it's glorious queen of the parliament. 
My Sweet Home, very sick. And I thought, oh, that's kind of a neat thing to tie into the Swamp Thing stuff and what's going on with that as well. I think that that was a pretty cool deal that got me intrigued. But what I do like about this is the idea that Wonder Woman is in Asgard, fights, they go to Valhalla every night, then it resets, they fight again. It is so much of something that you can see Wonder Woman doing. Like the idea of this and her being a well, great she warrior, is a warrior and, going and the to idea that. Of, of going to this while it's even out of her wheelhouse because she is an Olympian going here to kind of seems to be anything like against anything that she should be able to do when she is there, though, she fits right in. But I will tell you this, even if you were a big fan of, you know, drinking and fucking and fighting people left and right and dying every goddamn day for the rest of eternity. I don't understand why anybody, any kind of warrior, anybody, whoever you are, would be OK with a horn of ale because. What are you supposed to do with this thing? Do you got to drink it all in one shot? Because you can't yeah, put that shit down without spilling. Yeah, and then you smash spilling. it on your head is what you do, Eric. Well, and what I it's think – the worst thing ever. What I think is a cool deal as well as Siegfried, he can be either you know Germanic or Old Norse version of himself. And he says both and whatnot. So he even says with the idea that all the warriors are going there and this whole deal. Because I think that Wonder Woman ends up kind of going into that – you know, sphere of the gods, all that saying to the quintessence, I'm not involved with you. I'm going to go up and and ends up, you know, remember, she ended up getting that crazy uniform, that that costume that she has on now, the armor and stuff. And I think that she is an in, in, in between place. She doesn't have a right place to go because Olympus has had some issues and all that stuff going on. And I that, like this is just what I was well, thinking. even the idea of what the quintessence being killed before by Darkseid and possibly what I believe some other threat as well that they had prisoned on the Omega Planet. Because I don't think they were one of the same. I think there's two separate threats. But as this is going on, Diana's like, OK, guys, smell you later. I'm going to go explore this new transcendence that I'm a part of holding now. Check out all of the sphere of the gods, stuff like that. And I think, you know, once that thing happens, whatever the threat yeah, is or whatever we wonky. have else in the remaking of the multiverse, which she's going, she's just pretty much transplanted to the situation because maybe it's what whoever put her here thinks she does belong. Like maybe it doesn't know Wonder Woman as this well, Olympian that's the character. Thing, and she doesn't even really realize the thing, Wonder Woman, all that stuff. So it could just be that. Yeah, she's just and a that person talking to her when she's you know out of it before she gets re- respawned. I think that's dead man talking. Okay, to Okay, well he ends up flying around like a crazy man, or he's on a trapeze, Eric. Maybe if that's the case. But with that, he ends up saying at one point, "Hey, you're an Olympian. You know, remember this. You're an Olympian. You're Wonder Woman." And she's what Olympian? And she's starting like, "I think I was immortal." Like all these things going on where she is remembering some things, but a lot of the things that she's starting to remember that even this shadowy figure says are things that are going to help her mainly in, you know, Asgard and the house. Like she well, loves doing things. I, I get, yeah, she's really into it, especially when the whole thing is she gets drunk. She might screw around a little bit, but then she's like, oh, we didn't do this. No, no I'm a gentleman. A I wouldn't gentleman. do that. But the whole thing is like, let's continue fighting. Let's continue drinking, eating, feasting, doing all this great stuff because this is what we're meant to do. But even when Diana is waking up from a drunken stupor and she's being talked to who I think's dead man's like, I'm nearly out of time. You are Diana of Themyscira, and you belong in. I'm like, I, I hate it when this I happens know. all the time. I get so angry. The local Seven Eleven, he said, Eric, to get a burger, a big bite. Uh, but yeah, I like I said, a lot of people are like, oh my god, Diana, this isn't her. She's always said, no, no, it is. There's different versions and stuff, and she is that warrior deal. And she didn't have her memories. She's there. Exactly. And she just ends up reacting. She has muscle memory. And, and Siegfried comes in and like, Hey, you're new. Let's go. He's trying to figure it out. And this could, and would probably have gone on forever. The big thing though, is 
Things are going bad. The, the whole world tree is going down, and that's affecting a lot of things, including not having enough Valkyries to bring back all the dead now. And you end up having Siegfried dies, and even and Never I thought, respawned. I thought that it was a cool way of spelling it out. Where yeah, Valhalla, pretty big. The beer hall is big, but not that big. You can't hide in there. And she goes and looks, and she's like, "He's not there. A lot of other people aren't coming back, and it is because." That there's not enough Valkyries. Valkyries are dying. They're not coming back. Whatever the case may be, seems to be tied into the Yagris drill. And she goes out to look. And even when she <laughs> first goes for a walk, she even says, I think I was able to fly before. And she tries. And she's like, nope, not here. And then, you know, you have all this stuff. Well, she goes off then to see what is going on. Maybe I can find on the battlefield. Maybe I can find Siegfried. Well, even with that, the idea that we do have a depowered Wonder Woman who is just using her warrior instincts and, you know, the techniques that she's been trained with all over the years. Even Siegfried says, yeah, I used to be invulnerable too, but without our magical bodies, we don't have the powers that we had before. And I like the idea that normally this would not be a problem because normally you die. It's just like the whole deal. It is like the whole die, rinse, repeat deal with Tom Cruise. And at one point, you even have Siegfried look like Tom Cruise at one point where he's sitting there and he looks over at Diana. I'm like, that's Tom Cruise. But that's the thing. That's a learning process that you were able to do all the time. You show up, you're new, you learn, oh my God, I died. I'm not invulnerable. Next time you go drink that night. Oh man, do you see me? I was lame. Next day you do the same thing. But the problem is the stakes are getting higher because people aren't being brought back because of what's happening with the Valkyries, with the trade. And now because of that, we have Diana on a quest, but no. she's going to need help with Ratatosk. And the only way no. that Ratatosk is going to help her find the missing Valkyries is if he she helps him with the Tree of Life's yeah. problems. And I think that they're intertwined as well, so that would be cool. And also, you do end up getting a magic sword for Diana. And I just like the idea where... You end up having Siegfried, hey, I figured you'd like this magic sword made by dwarves and things like that. Oh, what does it do? Well, it does different things for different people. We'll see. Oh, what does your magic sword do? <laughs> magic sword, I don't need that. <laughs> I just have a, a pointy Does point. she keep that magic and, sword? Yeah, I it seems she, like, like you when keep she it. Died, it like, like, you know, she didn't get it when she came and back. I think that you probably end up keeping it. I don't know. I'm looking. She does have something with her at one point, but she's not in battle again. So I don't know. But I would assume that when you die, you have that bound to you because even then he says hey you need to get a magic sword you're not going to use that crusty old thing that we gave you yesterday so i think well, that she, she still had that, that. no yeah i'm saying though but i think she still had some things and going on with it where you probably come back with that and your armor as well and stuff so he gives her that magic sword but maybe that's even a tie-in to kind of get him back but he ends up walking as like the walking dead i mean he is a ghost he can't see. He's a He's ghost walking. in the ghost realm. Yeah, and you end up where Diana's like, can I help you? What I'm do we have lost. to do? The fog is rising and I must go in. Yeah. I'm fading. And the I'm Valkyries so are having help problems. And then they're like, we have to do some work. Her and, you know, Ratatosk. And they're going to go off and figure out what's going on. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought no, that cool. the I thought that the, the art was great. I like it. Yeah, that's really why I did like it. And unlike the Aquaman, this already is getting to the the meat of it. You know what I mean? This first issue, you already have a couple mysteries going and they're all intriguing and they're already starting it up. So you end up going with that. The Uncle Man, it just meandered a bit before he even knew what the hell was going on. And I don't know, those old gods, they weren't that interesting. Uh, so no. you have this and y- you do a good job of introducing Siegfried to I at do? least like him enough. Well, they do. And, and you end oh. up where, okay, I'd like her to save him. He's a good looking fellow. 
And then you get the backup. That's all that matters. And the backup, it does. That's how, what I've learned in life. Uh, the backup, yeah, it's young Diana. Now, the big thing, that's Jordi Belair gets to write she's usually a colorist so she's getting a shot here in this little story uh and the art's nice and cute it just doesn't go well with what no. we just came from it's there's I nothing hate this thing that we're doing though. now with the infinite frontier era of dc comics and while i'm joining the adding main parts these of the in for no there, reason they just keep doing the backups to add an extra dollar to the price but the backups aren't doing anything for anybody except for a little bit of ketchup here and there but not doing much to advance any stories or do anything new and improve. The only thing I like about this is it doesn't have the pretense that it's trying to do anything. So at least you get into it and you're like, okay, this is just a cute little story and go. But yeah, you would want something a little more meaningful, a little more than just a cartoony deal. It looks like it Diana, would be a Diana, you cartoon. think that you're old enough now to have like, you know, a job like the rest of us Amazons on Themyscira? Well, you shall be the new storyteller. I'm like, okay. I just like the idea of a job. <laughs> Who's yelling for it? I'm a little kid like this. I'm like, I like it like this. Everybody else does. And you have Jumper and she's going knocking over things. Wonder Woman's kangaroo, if anybody doesn't reckon, like, yeah. recognize the name yeah. Jumper. My, my vegetables. I like that at one point, the one lady, the one uh, Amazon, she's yelling, Oh my God, tell that to my onions while she's holding a tomato. I thought that was in Coder. But yeah, it was nothing. But overall, you know, it's it's not even that many pages, so I'm going with the main story. I gave it an eight point nine. I really liked it. I actually, and I think that I'm desperate for a really cool Wonder Woman story. Not the same thing that we keep getting, and that's what we keep doing. We've even had the idea of you know Silver Band, like all these villains, but they end up getting thrown at you with that same story. Wonder Woman doesn't pay attention to them. Wonder Woman has to see that they're not really bad. All that I actually like this a lot. What would you give it? 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art in this whole thing. It's a little slow to begin with because you'd want to have some kind of idea about an Ascended Wonder Woman or what it means. It's playing as, I'm telling you, it's the first issue of this new direction, which I really enjoy because I do definitely want a new idea for Wonder Woman going forward. Tying it to the Norse gods and the Asgard and all this other stuff, it feels weird. And I wanted us to do a little bit more for this first issue, except for just have Diana be on the battlefield and fight, die, rinse and repeat, as you wanted to say. But it's still a fun issue with a new cool direction that I want to see more of. So, I just wish we didn't have to have a backup to amp up the price a little bit there and do nothing with it. Yeah, the backup does kind of stink. I mean, it really is crazy with that. But yeah, I like the idea. And again, you even have Siegfried where Dinah's like, why are we doing this? And he's like, well, we're preparing for Ragnarok. Eventually, that we're will come. the sphere of the gods and, it, and the, like yeah. Skyland and stuff like this. That. So that's pretty exciting to me, especially when we did it back in the Black Adam backup of the Future State Suicide Squad and saw that all the old gods and the magical users that were left in the universe were brought to the Skyland as for refuge. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like the idea that Valhalla at points is just all of the warriors. You'd have everybody there, not just the Norse and stuff like that as they prepare for stuff. So I think that that's kind of tied in with it as well. So I think it's a cool concept and it fits with the ascending and then not going with the whole deal. And I want to know more about that, but that seems to be what that voice is that you say you think is dead man. I think that that's one of the mysteries that we're going to, you know, unveil and go through. So I am looking forward to that, but what is your big collar popped right there? And there was a red outline around his caption. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'd be weird. Like dead man going to her and saying stuff. And well, he's trying to, because the thing is while he is dead and he is going to move, he should be able to move on. Actually, he can't move on for who he is. He can't pierce the sphere of the gods, even though he has his close connection with being a ghost and stuff like that. Yeah. I just wonder how he gets through, but that's the other thing about it to see what that would be and that's pretty cool and yeah that's a pretty cool call out of who it might be uh but what is your book of the week 
My book of the week is Batman Urban Legends number one. Minus two. Uh, and really, the other thing that I would think that maybe it's a Spectre after he kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a combo. But does Spectre have a pop collar? I'm looking. He kind of does have a collar, but it doesn't look popped. But <laughs> He's it, got a hood it and ends cape. up with a hood. But if you pull back that hood, Eric, it might end up looking. I still end up at points thinking that that might be a cape in the back. Then it's Superman flying as well because the cape kind of bunches up So in your mind, you're saying that Darkseid didn't kill the Spectre. I'm saying that maybe something happened that he kind of got away and he's trying to get a hold of it. But I think that you might be right with that collar looking at it. And he does look bald, Eric. So we'll go with that. It's either that or a freaking 1980s booster gold with that pop collar. I I would say it's probably probably dead men and we'll have to see that. Like you said, he's kind of the ghost and he can maybe pierce the veil a little. Uh, but but yeah. he can't reach it completely because he is a, a spirit of the earth because of his curse. And then she'll die and then he'll... Or is it a gift? Or who knows? Who knows? He he was he was a uh, high flyer, Eric. I uh, I go with Urban Legends, Batman Urban Legends. It's my book of the week as well. So we both enjoyed that. But most of the scores were up again this week. So that is a pretty cool deal. But will that continue next week? We don't have a lot of books again. Two of them will be on the Patreon. And if you want to end up finding out what that is and listening to it, just like this past week's Superman and what else? Joker. You can go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And here's what we have. Possibly Batman versus Rachel Gould number five there. That, that is a bone oh, yeah? of contention. Is that possibly? Maybe from me. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be a shout out to Reggie. I feel like then you have to go back and catch up on what's going on because I know you don't remember. No, I don't. The book hasn't been out in like seven decades. Catwoman number 29. And even then, I didn't know what was going on there. There's no real reason to go back. That book was nonsense. Catwoman number 29. We'll see what Ram V has for Catwoman and the strays, Eric. Uh, we have Justice League number 59, big book. You end up Bendis' Justice Bendis League era starting has out begun. the Justice League story you that monsters. seems to be tied into just Naomi. So Nightwing number 78, Tom Taylor. Tom starting Taylor's out era of Nightwing starts here. What I'm gonna Look forward s- to that. What I probably am going to say is if you want to hear Justice League or Nightwing, you better get over to the page because <laughs> they're going to be picked. And Superman, red and blue, number one which a lot of people think is a gimmick. We'll see how that is. It but is. No, no, it's a gimmick. There's a possibility that next week's podcast will be Superman, Red and Blue, and Catwoman, Eric. And if you want to hear the other but stuff, you go to the Patreon. And this is an annuals week, and I'm going to present an idea to Eric about that when we go off the air here, but we'll announce that next week. So, everybody, thanks for listening. J-Men, thanks for mailing in. If anybody else wants to mail in, email us at weirdscience.com. DC Comics at gmail.com. But Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird, weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. How dare you?